0: What? Podcast. <laughs> this
1: sounds pretty podcasty.
2: Yeah. Um, so, already. what, should we start soon? Should I hit the record button? <coughs> Psych! Joke's on you!
1: Oh, it's already pushed.
2: Yeah, we're recording. Uh-huh. Holy um, shit. So, guys, this Holy is episode <laughs> number... 22? 21? 22. Number 22. Number the number 22. Number 20, 22. 22. Um, yeah, hey, uh, before we start, I have a funny little thing... That I think is funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we when when I walked in here, Danielle joined me shortly after. Oh, by the way, Danielle, uh, welcome, welcome
0: to, to our podcast, um, Danielle. But uh, the,
2: the 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 people who were in here before, I think, pretty sure were canoodling. Is <gasps> there condoms? No, no. I just didn't <laughs> knock. I just opened it, and uh, they both were like standing and smiling and not looking at each other. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And like, they were both really smiling. And I was like, hmm. So uh, Alex, I know. And uh, God bless. Also, interesting tidbit. He's like, oh, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh, we're doing a podcast. He's like, oh, which one? And I'm like, well, the name, uh, it's called the Ejaculation Podcast. He's like, oh, shit, I heard of that, man. It's on iTunes, right? I was like,
0: yeah. How did he hear of our podcast? I don't know. We literally uh, don't tell anybody about I it, though.
2: maybe it has grown beyond our womb. Hmm.
1: Or some people have some uh, awesome keyword searches.
0: Well, yeah, well most yeah, likely <laughs> if he does stuff in the studio, he's probably heard about it from somebody else in the studio.
2: Hey, don't play us down. Well, also maybe <laughs> he was just like doing that thing where you're like, "Hey, have you heard um have you heard Cockswogglers, that new band?" And you're like, "Oh yeah, totally know of it, man." "I've totally you you can get that on iTunes, <laughs> right?" Yeah. Well, you can get oh. yeah, exactly. You can get anything. What does that? So, sorry for my voice guys, I don't have a cold, but I am running my voice through a couple compressors Because people like to fuck shit up in the studio Let's not start on a sour note How you guys doing?
0: We're good I'm doing really well actually I had a fucking crazy weekend Yeah, tell me about it Illicit substances (laughs) Depraved behavior A lot of it I don't really remember but it was really fun it was like everybody's birthday happened to be this weekend Yeah, it was like literally everybody's birthday and it, there's like another birthday tonight that mike is going to who's i think it's mal
1: it's a lot of birthdays mal
0: mal mallory the girl who's moving into our apartment you don't know her name something like that <laughs> Malissa. I, you, I, you know who that is don't you she's like malinda I don't know. She's like one of Mike's friends. I think she knows Tyler. Huh? I don't know. Anyway. Uh so yeah, there's lots of lots of craziness. Um I had a great time. Uh um, I had a pretty good time. I did lots of uh You were very affectionate. I was so it was too much. <laughs> eh, whatever. <laughs> I I yeah, I had fun, but then I thought about it after I was like, I probably made a lot of people feel uncomfortable. You poked
2: my girlfriend's boob. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was actually really funny. You that you had not been in the room for more than Forty-five
0: seconds. I was just like, (laughs) "It's very firm, isn't it?" I don't remember the firmness. And then I apologized, and then she was like, "That's okay, I enjoyed it." Anybody else hear that sound? Yeah. What was that? Oh, I don't know. Did somebody just cut out? Uh,
2: Uh. That was strange. Anyway, we're still recording. Oh yeah, we're we're good. My interface, I think, is just doing some weird shit. Uh, Anyway, we're going to pretend none of this is happening. It's
0: all good. So it was. It was so much uh, d- drugs and alcohol. And then, but and then no I, apologies. I had like a two. What?
1: But no apologies.
0: I mean, the way I thought about it after <laughs> is like. what? Well, what the fuck? <laughs> oh. Sorry, that was my fault. The worst part of it is that I just felt like such shit for the last two days. I haven't <gasps> had like a mm. proper two day hangover. Me mm. too,
2: man. I don't like know. probably because we stayed brutal. up till like 10 in the morning. Yeah.
0: I think it was like you do MDMA two days in a row. And then, you—you—that's what you, your cost is. If you do it one night, you—you fucked up the next day. But if you do it two days in a row, you use two days. You spent all your happy. Two days recovery. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Something. What is going is, on? Something's I don't not know right. What's happening? I don't know what's happening. Are you? A- anyway. Okay. Whatever. Okay. If it happens again, then maybe we'll just uh, record it on our phone. That's fine.
0: I can do that. Uh-huh. I refuse. Yeah. So, anyway, so, okay, so then, yeah, last night I was like, day. T- it was like the third day of, I guess, the hangover. Mm. I'm still feeling the echoes of it. Mm hmm. I was like, ugh, I'm just gonna watch a movie and go to bed. But then like my J- my friend Jake.
1: My Jake. My Jake. <laughs> my Jake. Jake. <laughs> my little
0: uh, Jakey. And uh then he's like, come to Eat So then I got with the Eat fix last night and drank some beer. And like that's it. Something's going on.
2: Uh, I think this fucking room is haunted.
3: God damn it! Fuck everything! Oh.
2: I fixed
0: it. Did you? <laughs> Alright. Alright Power
2: cable you, may have just been loose You raged against the I raged against that particular machine The poltergeist <laughs> um, How was your weekend? Danielle? Pretty
1: good Um, Enjoyed birthday celebrations Ate a lot of food Didn't do quite as much debauchery as you apparently Andy But It was crazy That was, was hilarious
0: fun. Yeah
1: Yeah at some point I think the clothes started coming off and then it was like, All right, this is devolved.
2: Whose clothes came off?
1: Probably Andy's.
0: I, I still had my shirt on. Okay. But it was Did my like on? it was my little my little wife beater yeah. shirt. And I was just rolling around on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. We, yeah. we mixed we mixed the like ketamine with it too, so it was like extra drunk. Oh, oh what? Yeah.
2: Oh, you're talking about Friday. Yeah. Oh, okay, I that missed Friday. Friday.
0: Friday and then Saturday was the next party where yeah. So,
2: allegedly,
0: allegedly. No, this is we're just
2: we. We're th- this is all fiction. We don't do drugs. Of
1: course not.
0: Winners don't do drugs. Just imagining no, what it would be pockets. like. This is okay. This, yeah. We're actually we're actually, yeah. we're actually we're actually rehearsing a play. It's about it's a commentary on s- the social uh, effects of it being intoxicated. Whatever. That's what we're doing. So yeah. fuck, so you. Far, fuck you, coppers. Hey,
2: I love cops. Cops are great. You know, sometimes so you need government. a
0: cop. I was thinking about, like...
2: <laughs> sometimes you need a cop. It's, I actually yeah. called the cops at Blizz on uh, Monday.
0: Well, really? Mm-hmm. How, how was Monday, by the way?
2: Uh, It was cool. It, it got a little ravey, which meant that people weren't buying any drinks. <laughs> <laughs> they are just drinking fucking water. Um, but uh, weird, weird, um, do nasty things to my body girl mm. showed up again which I thought was very brave.
1: Is she a recurring character?
2: Dude, wait, She's recurred a few times. I see. Who? Wait a... Did I tell you this story? I don't think so. This was on a night that you weren't at Blizz, but I told you the story of the girl who randomly messaged me on Facebook about my grade nine drama project video, right?
0: Um... Oh, okay.
2: Well, this is actually a really funny story. So... Maybe. Is this, like,
1: last week, or...?
2: This is a few weeks ago. So it started a few weeks ago. (sighs) Um i got this message on facebook Mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna find it but it it said um hey sorry for i'm sorry i'm creeping your facebook right now um you don't know me but either this weed that i'm smoking is really good or your grade nine drama project video is the best thing i've seen ever period ever period and is that on your facebook oh it's on a message yeah private message But uh, I was like, okay, thanks.
0: (laughs) What is your grade nine video?
2: If you haven't seen it, I think you would love it. Because it's called Crisco. And it's a play on Grease. And it's about social commentary about three Greasers versus two socias And the idea that because you're rich means that you're going to, you know, always stomp on the poor man, even if they're stronger and bigger. Anyway... (laughs) It's just hilarious. We did it. We filmed it in an abandoned old folks' home that we used to skate in, and so we just it's, the movie is just like kind of throwing air conditioners down elevator shafts and having pretend fights to the cool. tune of Grease Lightning. Cool. Uh, it's it's great, but um, so to her credit, she was right. But uh, she has good taste. She came into the bar a week after that, on a Monday,
0: because so she like looked up the fact that like you do you DJ or whatever on Mondays.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I never actually got it to a that
0: coincidence?
2: point. Uh well the, the, the events if you if preceding you, that okay. made me think it wasn't a coincidence because she came in super ripped on MDMA and was just like she would come up to the bar and be like, Hey, so <laughs> I'm not drunk or anything, but um.
0: <laughs> 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 All right, I um, believe you.
2: <laughs> oh, I believe she was not drunk, but uh, it like, would take a lot of booze <laughs> to get this girl
0: drunk at this stage. But um,
2: she said, um, she said, uh, so I just want to know. I just have a question. How long will it be until you are out of love with the person you're in love with now? Because oh, yeah, I remember this. You should let what? me know. I was like, okay. You want a cigarette?
0: You don't smoke cigarettes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right in the face. Right uh, in the face. It's behind that guitar. Um, and uh, yeah, and then she proceeded to tell, like, just like, like, um, Claire and Sophie were there, and like a bunch of my friends, and I don't think she knew that they were my friends, but like they came up to me afterwards that like this girl was in the bathroom with them. Like, have you guys seen that bartender? And they're like, no, no, we haven't. <laughs> and uh, then she proceeded to tell another... It's like, wow, he is really good looking. <laughs> oh, God. And then she proceeded to tell another guy at the bar, who was, I also knew, was like, hey, I just want to do disgusting things to his body. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember, <laughs> yeah. this. I remember this. I remember you telling yeah. me this. So anyway, she ended up like... Yeah, she left. But she ended up coming back, which I thought was just a very bold move. And she came back sober and just like really couldn't... We look, have something of a history of like...
0: Girls doing kooky things and then coming back. Coming back. Which is pretty cool. It's like,
2: great. I really appreciate your, your You're tenacity. You're like a magnet. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I actually had another one this Monday. So, so hey, uh, I never do this, but would you want to, like, hang out sometime? <laughs> and I was like...
0: Is she, like, 12 years old? <laughs> That's mm, what her voice sounded like. <laughs> no, but she was also high
2: on NBMA. And... uh I was like I have a girlfriend She's like Oh Oh And I was like But sure I'll hang out She's like Well that's not really What I was asking I was like Okay But uh, yeah She came back And uh, yeah That was funny But yeah Very ravey Not a lot of drinks Were bought Um, Lots of water Was served But I don't know Okay What was
1: going on On Monday
2: Um, My friend Joe His birthday Celebration Where he DJ He just wanted to do A DJ show For his birthday but well, I don't know. It was cool. Okay. Uh, you, I imagine, had a much more interesting Monday night. Yeah. If you want to talk about it, okay. I haven't. I haven't spoken to you since, and I'd love to hear about it. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I've talked about this in the podcast before. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> can I have this again? My French uh, lady friend, who last I think I told the listeners, um, she she sort of dumped me and then went back with her ex boyfriend. Um, so that's what happened. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> and in my MDMA'd out uh, kooky state I sent her a really r- risky text which was, was true but it was it was very risky text you know and it was like I texted did I tell you that? I don't remember mm. I, I said I miss you so fucking much is what did I said did you use any punctuation? I don't think so interesting no. hmm. and I was like
3: <laughs> whatever beep, beep.
0: <laughs> and then I was like god damn it that was a bad idea <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, and but she texts she, she texts me back. She says, I, "I fucking miss you too." I was like, "Whoa!" Oh no, I I I, I got the I got the ace, yeah, from the from the flop from the draw from the flop. So yeah, uh, then then we just I mean it's not really a crazy story. We just kind of I just kind of like slept with her again. <laughs> so, okay, wait, but wait.
2: that no, but there what so what what, what was the third text?
0: The third text was, um, I said. I think I texted her some more, some more like kooky shit, and she was <laughs> like, "Yes, I want you to. Ah, I've been thinking about nothing but you, blah blah blah." And then I was like, "Yes, me too. So ah, such romantic. passion." Yeah. Ah, we're both like driving each other crazy via text message. Okay. And, then, and then I was just lying in my bed, like in sweatpants, like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she's like, uh, "I was like, w- w- what would happen if I?" came over because she's like very conflicted about this whole thing and I was like I don't want I don't want to step on your toes I don't want to like fuck up your mm. relationship I don't want to like
2: yeah. I I, but
0: the last thing I wanted to be was like some manipulative other guy who's like fuck your boyfriend he's not treating you right blah 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 because I don't know <laughs> I never met the well, guy well you don't
1: say that to her face
0: yeah. well I could imagine somebody who's <laughs> a dick would maybe try to do that or something but I was kind of like uh-huh. I don't know this is just how I feel and I, apparently you kind of feel the same way so well, I don't know what would happen, and she's and she tells me, um, my boyfriend actually told me that I can do whatever I want, and an as long as button. he doesn't find out about it, like he doesn't actually care. And so I'm like, well, well, if that's true, then I, it shouldn't be a problem. But then she's like, oh, I still kind of feel strange about it. And then eventually she just
2: All right next to your foot. Okay.
0: She's like, I was like, what what would happen if I came over? And I I, I didn't mean like what would we do. I meant like how would this how like Hard what player. would that how would that affect your life it's a
2: great question
0: and she's like and she just responds passion and i'm like <laughs> that's hilarious right <laughs> that's fucking awesome <laughs> that's really funny and, and i'm just like well yeah i i, I would imagine passion that. passion and and i'm like uh, <laughs> i'm like okay well j- 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 i'm free right now should i come over she's like yes come over so then i just like Ran out the door, in <laughs> my sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Sat on the metro. It's like a long say, way I to this house. No and cologne. Then, no, I I rubbed the last of my Moroccan oil all over <laughs> my face, and then
2: should you do the courtesy wipe.
0: Oh, of course, no, okay. I clean myself up. Good, good. <laughs> but um, yeah. So then it's just been the last couple of days have been have been lots of wacky wacky sex.
2: Do you and, know what the situation is with her other dude? Well, she other
0: explained d- to me. The kind of situation, and apparently, he sounds like kind of a dink face. Like apparently, he's broken up with her like twice now before this time. Uh, and but, what? But
1: okay, I don't really know the entire story. But why go back?
0: What? Like from my perspective?
1: Well, like what happened? What do you mean? To you and her, and then why is she with this person? Oh, okay. Up with her. So
0: just to pl- okay, so we we were just seeing each other, because okay. she was just single; she wasn't with anybody, okay. and we were just seeing each other for a long time, and it was really great, really nice. We would like hang out, you know, fairly often, and this and that. And um, you know, it was it wasn't like a serious relationship, but we had okay. f- f- feelings for each other, and we liked each other a lot, and you know, we had a really we, great time together, and this and that. But and then sort of out of the blue, she was just like, sent me a bunch of really ambiguous texts, like I can't see you anymore. Okay. The, uh, that doesn't sound very she's ambiguous. Like, she's like, well... But, like, yeah. no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Well, <laughs> leading, leading up to that, she's like, I don't know. I'm really confused. I'm like, why? What happened? I thought, like, something happened to her uh, or something. I didn't know why. I broke my pussy. I didn't understand what... I broke
2: uh, it on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, I don't know what happened. Like, maybe you got in a car, I guess. I don't know. Maybe your mom died. I have no idea. I mean, the pussy cast. Yeah. So, then she... I talked to her on the phone, and she says... Um, that something happened with her ex boyfriend, uh-huh. and uh, she Broke still has she still has feelings <laughs> for him because she told me that because like she he had rejected her, mm. she still felt like vulnerable in that situation. So she so she's like all of a sudden like he wanted her back. So he she just she just like went back with him, and then that was kind of it. Uh, and I was kind of just left like oh, okay, I guess I'll never see you again. And it was like because we met on Tinder, right? It was very strange because. Uh, you know, you meet somebody on Tinder, and they just kind of appear out of the ether because you've just been meeting each other on a, on an app. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> for the, for the sound, sound. No
2: worries, man. It's like imagine, I'm just trying to imagine how your heart
0: felt, and um, and then <clears throat> and, and and then it was just like she was just gone, like, and I was like, I, I might never, see, like, literally never see her again ever because she just we have very different mm-hmm. like group. She goes to like she's French. She goes to like a French school. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, bye. Then I still had a whole bunch of her, I was like her clothes and stuff in my house. So I texted her a bit later. I was like, do you want this stuff back? And she's like, yes. Yeah. So then she came to my house and it was really awkward. And I was just oh. like, but
1: now you've been reunited. But then
0: yeah, and then and then after that, we were that's when we were kind of like she texted me a couple of days later. She's like, did I see you in the metro today? I was like, haha, I don't know. So we are still kind of in touch with each other. Right. You know, and then and then so yeah, we've been sort of reunited, I guess. But um it's. It's. I'm. You know. Leaving town for like two months for the uh-huh, summer, and then yeah. I. I don't know what's gonna happen. So I don't. There's no. We didn't really make any. Like we're back together now or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. still sort of. But do you know if she's guess, still but. seeing the dude? Um. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't seem to be very like present in her life. Apparently, like mm. their connection is, as she described it. It's very cold. Like they don't. Right. They don't like. They're not very affectionate. They're not very physical. But they they like. They're both like artists, so they have the same in sort of interests, and they connect on like a intellectual level. And they, and they had right. So, and so they sort of like live together and would do art together and would get along really well. Um. But then, like, it would get weird because he would like do lots of drugs and be really mean to her. Ew. And then, uh, I don't know. It uh. just. just it didn't sound like a very healthy relationship from my perspective but anyway i I, may have
2: to suffer an unfortunate accident
0: i don't know whatever but
2: you know your legs sometimes get broken when you're an artist yeah
0: so but at this stage i'm still i'm still like oh i might never i might never see her like any time like this might be our last connection she might just drop the like i can't see you anymore i have Mm -hmm. to go back with you know so it's very unstable but but it's it's better than than nothing i guess Anyway,
2: that's but, good. Yeah, Danielle, that was an interesting point that I never even considered. Like, why go back? But too. Like, I, I never think I, of that. I, I'm, I'm like, kidding. I always I like, wait, what do you mean?
0: Why go back from her perspective? No, from or, you. For you. I go back? Oh, because I like her a lot.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: Mm.
0: And like, I hadn't really like met anybody since then, and I'm yeah. still thinking about her a lot. And yeah. yeah. Mm.
2: So. So that's Have you told funny. her that you touched a boob.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> th- I did that didn't occur to me. An
1: unavailable boob.
0: Yeah. I feel like she would break up with me if I told her that.
2: (laughs) Well. You did what? (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. By the way, um, Sarah was supposed to come on this evening. Mm. So sorry that you're flying solo. Uh, However, she, her roommate, I call her a roommate, but Mm. her her friend, um, it's her birthday tonight. And their dinner started later than planned and blah, 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 blah.
0: She actually texted me to like apologize.
2: Aw. Yeah. Yeah, she's cute. Um, <laughs> but uh oh, I don't like that
3: girl. Her roommate. Uh, she sucks. Mm, she's really dumb. Mm.
2: She's flying home tomorrow. And she has to come home early from her birthday because she realized that she doesn't know where her ID is.
3: Uh. so she's got like
2: (laughs) like 10 people at a birthday party dinner and she's like oh wait guys sorry i gotta go home because i need to find my id
3: because
2: i need to fly tomorrow and if i don't have my id i can't fly
1: anyway um
2: but isn't that just kind of the thing isn't like (coughs) your significant other's best friend usually just like there's always tension there
3: Mm. Uh.
1: no
0: but it's common it's, it's, com- common. Sure it's common. It's common. There's, there's. I imagine it comes up like you're both kind of like competing, competing for, for your significant for, for other, for it, the attention, and this and that. Yeah, she
2: always like, gets really drunk and is like, Oh my,
1: why didn't you just spend time with me? Yeah, that's normal actually. But then there's
0: other times where it just is. We all, you're all just friends. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, but more often than not, if your significant other is a girl and she has a female best friend, then you're in direct competition for her time. Girl crushes.
2: Uh, yeah, that's true. Yep. That's true. I'm moving out with her. That's interesting oh. news. Big news. Mm-hmm. We're going to buy. This is just like the together Andrew
0: together. Cameron you know and Evan Johnston relationship <laughs> yeah. discussion. <laughs> <for>. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> we, to the podcast. Let us talk at you. We're just going to talk at you <laughs> yeah. about our relationship <laughs> situations. It's not always like this. This <laughs> is just what's going on in our lives. So,
2: whatever. That's cool. Anyway. How are you, Mitch, doing?
1: Good. Yeah, good, good.
2: I didn't even know that you guys were a thing.
1: Most people didn't.
2: Well, is that is that intentional, or just circumstantial because of your personalities?
1: Um, probably personalities. We yeah. don't hide anything. It's yeah. it's, it's just like, never
0: like you don't know, like sit down with people and be like, okay, so <laughs> no. this. Ma- well, no, it was. Well, just I, I was also
1: gone for a long time. Mm. Like it was a while ago, uh, like last summer, right. and then I left, and I was gone for like six months. Mm-hmm. he'd back.
2: be an awesome dude to
0: have on the podcast i agree yes yeah. i got I, I i tell i did get a bit of an odd vibe from him the first the first time i met him was actually at <laughs> yeah. you hear um, the, the Richard okay. III play yeah. and okay because you came to see it right and then there was this fellow who i'd never met before mm-hmm. who was i didn't even know like you guys were even like arrived together that's about right <laughs> because there was just like you were in line and then he was behind you and then I was just kind of like, "Hey, Danielle, what's going on?" blah 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 blah. And then there was this other guy just behind who didn't introduce himself, didn't no, no introductions uh, at all, no hello. And he's just like there, smiling and laughing at what we're saying. Uh-huh. As if he's just like a stranger who's just kind of eavesdropping and like like ha, ha, ha. I'm like, "Hey, hi."
1: He may have been you? talking to Fiona cuz they're oh, okay.
0: Friends. Oh, really? Okay. Oops. I didn't I didn't I didn't see that. Um <laughs> So, I was just like I did. I thought he was just a stranger, and then I and then I learned that you guys were friends or whatever, knew mm-hmm. each other, and this and that. So that it was uh-huh. that it was kind. Of, and then I and then I met him. I talked to him more at um the the did the Alana's dinner thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool. So
2: we're, all the all the a lot of great things to say about
0: ceviche. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Where, who? Where did he come from? Who? Where, where? Who is he? Who is, is he? this person?
1: Where do I begin?
0: well the beginning
1: okay comes from calgary this is where you should just talk to him yourself but uh yeah he's from calgary he does like creative development web design stuff all right stop um it. he has excellent oh, taste in music stop it <laughs> hey, it's like sorry. right there anyway excellent taste in music excellent taste in food no stuff we are both quiet that makes sense yes
2: I wouldn't always say I you, I'd, I would say you're quiet I'm quiet, yes But, um I mean, no. like, yeah, about he's, ourselves He's a doctor. I like him yeah. We got into a great conversation about um, The advent of artificial intelligence I heard outside. a little bit about this Oh, did you?
1: Oh, yes, I did
2: <laughs> What did he say about it?
1: I don't remember I drank a lot of oh, beer Oh, yeah But I heard it was fun mm.
2: Mm-hmm. It was, it was really fun It was me and, and Mitch against Arthur and Sarah
1: Huh. Was
0: it a good debate?
2: Well, it turned into a debate Because <laughs> M- Mitch and I were very Like vehemently You know, for not for the idea of it But the, in, within the understanding that It's kind of a runaway train That isn't going to be stopped mm. Whereas Arthur and Sarah are like oh, Well, Arthur Arthur
0: Wow, <laughs> you know, it's not going to
2: and uh, yeah, so it was just kind of funny.
0: But wait, what was the opposing argument?
2: Well, it wasn't really an opposing argument. It was just like Mitch and I talking about like Feinberg and Elon Musk, and mm. you know, just like all all these ideas of of differentiating wait, opinions who's about Elon it. Musk again. Elon Musk is the founder of PayPal and SpaceX and mm. Tesla.
0: He's like Mister Entrepreneur. He's of like twenty first century. Yeah, he's like, like Tony Brilliant. Stark
2: right. of oh. the modern world, okay. the the real world. Um super cool south african dude um and uh yeah arthur's just like well listen man you, we can't even have, like, get the weather right yet like there's no way that we're gonna have fucking like no listen it's exponential you don't like, it, it's it's not that because we're you know you can't look at the difference between 10 years ago and today it's more like 100 years ago and today based on 10 years from now because of the exponential increase of moore's law and blah 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 mm. yeah but, uh Moore's Law? Moore's Law. Moore's Law is that um, every year the processing power of uh, computers and memory will double. And so far it has yet to be um, discredited. It's still happening. We think that we're going to reach a peak. Feinberg says that peak is going to be the singularity if Moore's Law continues. Um, but I think Unless we get quantum computing right, it's going to taper off just because of the fact that binary computer systems aren't going to be able to, you know, do more uh-huh. with less space. Like we're basically at the smallest amount we can get on a microchip, like w- without, you know, turning it into fucking dust because of heat. Uh-huh. So we need like a completely new way to right. use computers or computers to operate. But that in itself is. We got so.
0: the weather right. <laughs> exactly. Well. I mean, he has a point. <laughs> well, no, it's funny. I mean, it's still a long way funny, off. Like, but, but
2: computers, computers. Like, well, I don't like. And so Mitch's point was like, so well, what's your job? And Arthur's like, I'm an accountant. And uh, and he's like, so. <laughs> That's uh, a gross <laughs> character,
3: but. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Sorry. I'm an accountant. He's <laughs> basically like Sylvester Stallone and Eeyore combined. You um, get the
1: Eeyore vibe too from Arthur. Right there? Sylvester oh, Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: Well, just the way that he speaks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, and uh, he's like, "I'm an count. And he's like, "Well, so what would you? What would your job be like without computers?" Like, well, the same. Like, no, computers do so much shit for you. Like, like he's like, "Do you have an iPhone?" He's like, "No, I got a BlackBerry." But the same point is made: is like the the shit in your pocket even is like
3: mm-hmm.
2: you wouldn't like we're tied to this shit. If you think about it, like internet yeah. has been deemed a like a human right it's a necessity like yeah. you can't get by without that that shit now
0: yeah it's like yeah you look at what people have like my dad's was a kid you know the big invention was like the pocket calculator yeah and it was like you could add subtract <laughs> divide yeah and multiply did you, were you and it were was you, about the size of like a binder yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for big pockets <laughs> And it had like old, like like geriatric g- size numbers on yeah. it where you could just like put your whole palm into it. Yeah, yeah. I remember and- the, uh, <laughs> the the old thing that And now it's like, "Oh, I can just access all of human knowledge yeah. at my fingertips."
2: Not even your, you don't even need your fingers anymore. You just go, "Hey, bitch, you just talk to it. Tell me about the world." Siri. But uh oh, yeah, I remember I teachers would say, you know, the reason for learning long division, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, by you know, by using brain power, is that, well, you're not going to carry a calculator
0: around with you every day. One thing that kind of tripped me out as far as... Now you do. Because
1: <laughs> you need a freaking bag for it.
0: Well, one thing that kind of tripped me out no, as so far as I the development of technology, that. I was listening to Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast today, and he was interviewing um, Brad... Was it Brad Williams? Did you hear that one?
2: I'm listening to Adam Scourge.
0: Uh, he's Brad Williams is a stand-up comedian but he's like a oh the a, uh, a little he's a, person he's a dwarf yeah, yeah. yeah he's a little person and they were talking about plastic surgery and and how all these celebrities are getting plastic surgery and it's like this crazy sort of symptom of you know the culture and like, uh. body you're, dysmorphia you're body dysmorphia and all that stuff and they they brought up this really it's a Bill Burr bit, but it's it's kind of a trippy thing to apply to this conversation. Where Bill Burr's joke is like, "Don't get plastic surgery now. Wait till they get it right." Yeah, because like you look at somebody with plastic surgery. Somebody told me I think it was Mike or somebody brought up a point where it's like if you if you look at somebody who has pl- has gotten a lot of plastic surgery done, it's like it doesn't look like you're younger. It looks like you're afraid afraid to of getting older. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, but uh, you know, think about like that's gonna technology is gonna get like good. Eventually. You know what? I can't. Like, it's wait. gonna be like to the point where like you can just get a new face, and it actually I just looks want a like, tail. and it doesn't even look.
2: I want a cat tail. It doesn't with the look The density of a monkey tail, mm. right? And I think that's gonna be possible. Sure, you
0: probably do whatever you want, but but it's. Could you imagine how trippy it would be if you lived in a world where you could actually get, a, like, a like surgery to make your face look completely different, but not like you've had work done?
2: You know what? Here's what's going to be interesting, though, is because that might be a, you know, like a, a an issue for things like international travel or, like, ID or passports or, you know, like the reason you have your picture on the passport is so that you can't fake who you are Right. but right. like what if we can pull some minority report shit I was just going to say that where he plugs the fucking face. thing into
0: his mouth yeah oh, that's such yeah. a tr- i want to watch that movie again i fucking love that movie that's a great tom movie tom
1: cruise e.
0: but whatever. Damn, you know that what you know what? tom cruise is a good action he's a good action star i think it's perfect for he's that movie he's the same
1: person he's all like, the time you need
0: an actor who's like you know, sort of good-looking.
1: He looks American, American yeah. and he's got yeah. those
0: big expressive eyes, yeah. and you just need to like root, you need to root for him. We need That's to root thing. for him. It's like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix, yes. exactly. or like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Well no, like well, no,
2: but here's the thing. It's just like a placeholder to put yourself into that scenario. And it has
0: to be sort of blank. No personality. Blank enough. Yes. Exactly. And people are like, oh, Keanu Reeves has no personality. That's because he's, he's everyone you. and no one. Yeah.
1: He yeah. also can run a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot yeah. of running. Yeah. Um, you know what, what he does his own
2: stunts. That's fucking cool.
1: That's true. But actually, I don't like, know you if wouldn't it's want, true, but. You I'm wouldn't just... want
0: like Philip Seymour Hoffman as, <laughs> as the me. guy in Mission Impossible.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> be a different, ca- different kind of movie. Um, but hey, with it might whole, be way better.
0: Maybe. <laughs> with the but... whole
1: point about pictures on IDs, would that mean an update to our security systems or to the I way think that it we I would just see mean,
2: that? you know, a bio-identification. Mm. So like something like your retina. What, like what
0: can't you change? Like your DNA or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Huh.
2: That's going to be interesting to see like the limitations.
1: But you could probably change your retina if you wanted to. That's what like you, fake get, fake you get. some it. new eyes. In my yeah, he you yeah. new eyes. I already
0: my already report, yeah. man. Hmm. Man, the scene when it like almost goes down the thing and he catches it and he's holding yeah. on he's holding on to the like the string the string, the string of, of his eye yeah. against the metal grate ah yeah. oh, that little detail of the like the uh, way they designed that oh, uh, it's so cool it's a good I movie that movie. so good All and when movie. he drinks the gross milk in <laughs> yeah. the awful uh, like, it's kind of ridiculous like I'm gonna place this Rotten uh. <laughs> <But> Think about <laughs> it. You know, he, against this He was this?
2: fucking with him too He also had arrested that guy before for a pre-crime Do
0: you think it was like he was just pranking him? Mm.
2: Probably mm, Probably so Same size mason jar You know what though?
0: Like literally the same thing but just left there For, another,
1: like, for him
2: Another um, kind of uh, um, uh, Future prediction in that movie You remember when they go into that club? And it's like mm-hmm. anything you want. And mm-hmm. You see guys just like you know, one guy like shooting his boss, and like another guy getting fucked by a supermodel. Yeah, virtual reality, baby. That's,
1: That's come so- it's coming in a few
2: movies. It's coming. They're they're making. I think it's in Washington,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, or Colorado. I know it, it, it's somewhere that already has weed legalized, so that maybe this is why. But uh, they're making a, a virtual reality um, park. And so it's like, it's set up like um like a laser tag arena mm-hmm. and you put on a virtual reality headset and then you say, I want to play like, you know, uh, battle of the orcs or I want to play like mission to Mars. Huh. And so the space is the same is, is physical. But when you put on the virtual reality goggles, you know, like the wall will look different, mm-hmm. ba- but you can feel the wall because it's a physical yeah. object and you pick up physical objects in the space, like a lantern. But it's when you pick it up, it's just like a, a block of, you know, things with sensors on it to... It's
0: really, like, when you, when you think about all this crazy technology and shit that's coming out, like, I feel like it's, you know, it's so hard to um, not take for granted the sort of time that you live in in terms of the technology you have. Like, the growth of the internet over the last little bit, I think, has been crazy. Mm-hmm. But you know, we don't really think about it that much. Like, on a day-to-day basis, like, oh, yeah, obviously I have my fucking yeah, phone yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, I feel like with this virtual reality shit, all this like um, uh, like bodily transformation, yeah, all this yeah, crazy, yeah. Vir- all this stuff. It's like that feeling when you're like on a beach playing in big waves, <laughs> when you like see a giant wave in the distance yeah. that's coming, and yeah, then yeah. you're kind of in the like suck back, sure, about sure. to get sucked into it, yeah. and so you don't really feel it, but you can kind of. It's like you're about to get yeah, yeah, crashed. It by, coming, like I think everything's gonna get so crazy really fast.
2: We are living in a very, very interesting time, my friend. That's the thing because with all the good,
0: do you think it'll make beer taste any better? No, that's, <laughs> certain things never change. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, that's the thing. Beer, ale, like we we still love that shit. But like oh. you know, then you have like you know vaporized alcohol bars. We can literally just like smoke alcohol. But like with all the good comes a lot of bad too. That's kind of the issue. Like we you know, as people in our position in a so called first world country, capitalist society, we can be talking about these things like, Whoa, virtual reality, man, like I don't know, like the next one's coming in two thousand sixteen, might drop three hundred bucks on it. And then across the world it's like well, we're still getting AIDS, uh, we don't really have any water, and, um, you know, basically we're, we're exporting all our natural resources to you fuckers, so we don't have any left for ourselves, like, it's this weird confluence of, of, of you know, of, of situations where it's two completely different fucking worlds. I've always wondered about
1: that. It's like, so we're developing worlds where we can interact with whatever we want, turn it into whatever we want, but there are people who don't have clean water, who have nowhere to live, who... But we don't know them. But we don't know them, so... We don't
2: know them. We don't really think about them unless there's, like, a hashtag movement about, like, bringing back our girls.
1: But what's wrong with our world to the point that we want to make another world, like the idea of developing space, it's like, well... You know there there are a lot of people who
2: i mean the uh, the the space thing if you're talking about space exploration i think that is the most important thing to be doing ever information gathering so information yes but i mean i heard the word space and now i'm thinking about just like you know we're talking about elon musk Mm. his idea is that he wants to colonize mars that's, like, the I think the most important thing that anybody can fucking do right now. Because if you think about it, it's like we're in an egg... All our eggs are in one basket, mm. which is the planet Earth. And we're in a cosmic shooting gallery where at any fucking point, we could be blasted, not even by our own nuclear missiles, but by a giant meteor. And then, boop. well, restart. Sorry, guys, everything's over. Whereas, you know, if you have two planets, you've got such a better chance at surviving and becoming, you know... I guess I'm talking about like propagating the species still, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. And even like, even the overpopulation thing, like just, you know, move everybody, which is kind of possible.
1: I've always wondered, um, thinking about propagating the species, like what's the relationship between technology and death?
2: That's an interesting one. Like if you're looking at longevity studies, Mm -hmm. like I want to be a thousand years old. God damn it. We got enough people here. Russian cyborgs. Jesus. (laughs)
1: transplanting brains transplanting hearts
2: that's going to be an interesting one to see next year if that head transplant actually works i know
1: but i've wondered i mean with this rapid expansion of technology uh development of just like being able to live a lot longer i mean artificial organs or like growing stem cells yeah what does that say about our relationship to say our mortality
2: i think people are afraid of death Mm. understandably so. And given the opportunity to, you know, live longer, Mm. I get it. But I think that's also a problem because now more than ever, and especially over the past, like 50, a hundred years, we've got people living into their, you know, we've got centenarians, we've got people living to a hundred years old. And is that really an enjoyable thing to do? Like before Mm. people would die 60, 70, probably usually cancer mm-hmm. i mean they would call it old age but you're just your body fails mm-hmm. but if you have enough money and i guess a decent support group you can live till you're 100 years old but like that's got to fucking suck man like living in a home on dialysis just like i'm still
3: here yeah
2: like i don't know there's first of all i don't think there's any dignity in it mm. but, and second of all it's just like uh like, yeah. It's almost like a quit while you're ahead scenario. Like, just I don't know, man. My,
0: my dad always instilled in me, like, uh, like his. Whenever we would have conversations like this about mortality or whether we, bring a little like people people you want to people who say that you, you oh, I, I wish I because I, people there are people that I meet who have that opinion, like oh, I don't want to die. I I, I just want to live forever, and I'm so afraid of death that I don't want it to come up to that ever. And I just if I could live forever, I would do. I would, of course, I would do that. You know. Yeah, but it's like my dad would always tell me like, "No, I don't want I, I don't want to live forever." Yeah, give me give me eighty years. That's your whatever whatever it is like, a lot. That's but a that's, long that's a, time, that's man. A lot or whatever or whatever it is. Like that's yeah. what I take that number because I think that's what Harold mod mod says <laughs> that she's like, "I want to live till 80 and then she she kills herself when she turns eighty because like that's enough for her. Or if she can
1: still like, you know, move.
0: Yeah. But uh, and um. <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking, <laughs> close <laughs> adjust in the microphone okay, here we go okay um but um <clears throat> but i kinda agree, i kind of agree with that like if you've if you've done if you've told if you've told your story by that, I mean you've lived your life, you've gone through your beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. then you just then it ends, yeah, you know, and as opposed this long
2: drawn out process of you losing all of your bodily functions and losing your capacity to think properly
0: and I don't know like.
1: Losing yourself in a way, yeah, Yeah. like everything that you've been able to do or comfortable doing is suddenly laborious or difficult or impossible.
0: And you, you know, a lot of a lot of like I saw my grandpa get really old, and and you have to you just witness. You might be alive in theory, but you're you're witnessing this guy just sort of fall out of touch with everybody around mm. them. That you can't really communicate, forgetting
2: who people's names are. Yeah, yeah. that That's, is my biggest fear. Is is, is you know, mental degradation already. I have a really bad, maybe it's because I smoked way too much weed, but like bad, um, kind of recall. Mm. So like, you know, uh, with, with people that I know, it isn't so bad, but things like, you know, my favorite director or like a real, an actor I really like. And like, I've seen all of their films and blah, blah, blah. But when I'm trying to tell somebody something, I'm like, <laughs>
0: It's like it starts with the P uh, uh uh I think uh, I think that's just information up. overload. Like Maybe, I, maybe. But what if I think what, that's that's probably more so than than like oh I smoke too much weed or whatever. Well, I think maybe, it's more but, I think it's more like we just have so much input.
2: I think what makes me afraid though is that like thinking, you're thinking about, about that now, it's like what the fuck is gonna happen when I'm eighty and like my neurons aren't firing properly.
1: That's another thing I was thinking about uh regarding the exponential growth of technology we as people don't grow exponentially when we get old we start to sort of degrade so what happens to the people who are not on that peak as technology yeah. grows what happens to us essentially like we're growing up now we're coming of age now um what about in 30 years when we're old as hell Well i think
2: i think we are lucky because we are our generation in particular You know, we we kind of came of age with the internet. So unless something crazy radical comes along when we're out of touch, I think we're probably still going to continue. Like, even my fucking parents, man. Mm -hmm. Like, they've got iPhones. They're on Facebook. They're doing the whole shit. Like, they Google all the time. So, like, I think my my grandparents... No, no, they don't. I've got one grandmother that Facebooks and emails, and that's about it. But, like, they're fucking they were kind of out of the loop but like us in particular i think we're not going to fall off the bandwagon technologically speaking
1: depending on how fast it grows i guess i guess we did great
0: i was just wondering like what is what is the human capacity to adapt as you get older because it seems it seems like there's a certain time in your yeah. life between the ages of like i don't know 13 and like 40 say, sure where yeah. you're just soaking in stuff
1: 25 your brain hardens when you turn 25 and that's when you start right. to set into And your then I, but I then
0: I also wonder how like malleable something like that is when you grow up with so much more information exactly. if you can if you can you know stay open to it mm-hmm. or whatever but it's like you know a lot of a lot you meet a lot of old people which is why like you know conservative governments mm-hmm. get, yeah, keep yeah, getting yeah, voted yeah. in because people just want the same that they know before mm-hmm. because you know people are creatures Change of is hard. people are creatures of <laughs> yes. habit people yeah. like routine people like their comfortable life Mm -hmm. when you're young you don't like that you Mm want to rebel you want to escape you want to have adventures and learn and explore and and accomplish things then and then at a certain point once you've had whatever adventures those are you're like okay i'm tired now i want to settle down (laughs) i want to just like relax a little bit which is totally understandable you know so i can just like lay back but then it's like uh, can you can't even really do that it doesn't doesn't make sense because But then then you meet old people who are are the opposite of that, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: But along with technology, like, say, the internet, you have anything you could possibly want to know in a device at your fingertips, but the amount of information available is different these days than it was before. And I think people, like old people now, how do you highlight text on a computer? It's like... I mean that's already difficult for them Given that they didn't have computers When they were growing up Imagine we grow up with this infinite source of information What's next?
2: Well and I think that's what makes us better off Because like I, I think I've talked about this mm-hmm. A couple times in the podcast But I used to work at Apple And part of my job I was a, um, a family room specialist So I would give um, lectures And uh, workshops mm-hmm. For like how to use an iPad Or like explore the internet or blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, who do you think takes a fucking workshop in an Apple store at 8am in the morning about how to use an iPad? Old people, Mm -hmm. the grant. They're like, yeah, my grandkid got me this iPad and I don't know how to, well, they're all fucking French. Like, (laughs) so that was an extra level of, but, um, but you know what? It, It was interesting because there was, there was two camps. There was the people who really wanted to learn how to use it and you know, just didn't have the tactile skills. And then there were the people who were just there, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what this is. This is, like, you know... I, I know like, they're, like, an angry at well, it. Well, exactly. They're like, they know how to fucking take an engine out of a car, clean it, and put it back in and make it run. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, you know, pinch to zoom, it's a completely foreign concept to them. And it was actually, it, like... It, it was a great experience because you would be able to, you know, you'd have this, like an. I would do one-to-one sessions and an old woman would come in and just be like, yeah, well, I just want to put the uh, recipes uh, of, of mine on the computer and look at the uh, photos of my grandkid. And you'd be able to show them like, look, you know, you don't have to like, you know, take a picture, hope it turned out, print it out at Costco, take it out. Put little glue on the back and put it in a book. Like, it's all right here. You can do this. And watching the, like, especially the people who were really, really into learning it, Mm -hmm. it was a magical thing. Like, it truly was magical that you'd be able to show this, like, 80 year old lady Mm
3: -hmm.
2: how to just work with photos of her grandkids or, like, put recipes online. And that was cool. But yeah, then you get the people who are just, like, so fucking angry (laughs) about the fact that, like, Things are different, and like, god damn it, like, I guess I have to fucking use this. And like,
0: I mean, I have the same feeling when I get a new version of iTunes. Right. Or like Facebook updates. I'm right. like, god
1: damn it, it was better before. It was <laughs> fine. And then uh, I get used to it. I'm like, yeah. no, this
0: is better. Actually. Do you
1: remember it from before?
0: That's and then I forget yeah. exactly what it's like. Yeah, and then yeah. and then for some reason I'll have to like go back to the old software because I'm like on an old computer or something and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, Why exactly. is it so yeah. you know? So at the, at the end of the day I think it is probably it's for the best,
1: but Windows Vista.
0: Oh god.
2: Yummy.
1: Uh hmm. I meant to ask Ashley, how do you feel about the intangibility of information?
2: What, the fact that it's all out there and we can't process all of it?
1: Uh, what do you mean by that? I was that? thinking more like okay, so like given your example just now about going to Costco and printing it out, putting it in a book, and how you don't need to do that. Right. I've read poor citation, but I don't remember who said this. But there was the whole thing about this generation being lost because technology updates, yep. old sources are unavailable, inaccessible. Yep. There's a lot of information and data that you can't access anymore. Yeah. So given the rise and growth of technology, how, how do you see that?
2: Well, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I have all of my music digital. I've okay. got like, you know, however many tens of gigs of music mm-hmm. on my computer. Mm-hmm. If my computer, I've got it backed up. So that's not more, say the internet explodes or something like that. I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of my pictures. I don't have photo books full of pictures. I don't have a shelf full of albums. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't have any of that. So if for some reason that went away, I would have nothing. However, you know, if you have a house fire, all your pictures can burn up, all your music can burn up, etc. So it, it I think it's just a different way of approaching it. I... I'm a fan of the tangibility of information. So like, you know, buying a new record, Mm -hmm. opening the plastic, looking at the album art and having something that I can hold. But I don't know. I don't know. I saw
0: saw a really funny cartoon. Uh, I think it was a New Yorker cartoon or some Sunday paper or something. It was, it was, um, like some guy with another guy and they're putting, he was putting it on an album mm -hmm. and he's like, what really appeals to me about, about this about vinyl records is the inconvenience and the expense. <laughs> and I, was, yeah. I was like, that's that's really funny. Yeah. But on the other hand, I thought about it, I was like, that is what is appealing about it. Truly. In, a, in a way. Yeah. because like, I collect vinyl records. I love yeah, yeah. I love I love that it's exactly for that reason. Yeah. And I wonder if it is kind of like an echo of that like desire for some sort of tangibility. But what is, look what look what people and, and, and are doing then now. You, and then you have these like waves of like hipsters who want to like put out cassettes yeah, and stuff tapes. like this. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. Like, on the one hand, you're trying to be contrarian or cool or yeah. different or whatever yeah. in a way. Right. But I think I think it's something more than that. I think there is an attachment to like something real. Yeah. In this age where everything's just on the cloud well, or the everything's thing. just like floating or everything's just sort the, of intangible,
2: one of the best gifts I think you can still give or receive. <laughs> unfortunately it has to do with whether you have a tape deck or not is a real mixed tape
0: yeah
3: Mm. you
2: know like you took the time to somehow like put a a tape in a machine and either record radio songs or record from cds in something that you have to listen from beginning to end yeah you can't just search like skip through there's there's
0: um the movie high fidelity have you yeah, seen that movie? Yeah, one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Have you seen it?
1: No, I don't know it's, that.
0: It's brilliant. It's this John Cusack movie that's based on a Nick Hornby novel. And okay. it's it's one of those movies...
2: John Cusack, Jack Black?
0: Jack Blackson. It, it's super funny and great dialogue. But it's about this guy who works in a record store. And he has he's like a super... It, to me, it's like the perfect um, sort of romantic comedy told from the male's perspective. Okay. Like it really dives into like male neuroses about relationships <laughs> and all this stuff and and it's so it's, this it's brilliant. Incarnate. Of which we
1: understand. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's it's
0: it's 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 great. It's super funny and great and good. But there's this one scene where he's um he's stressed out because he's like breaking up with his girlfriend. So the way he deals with that, he's like reorganizing his record collection because he has this these you know walls of this stuff and his friend comes in and he's like, "How are you?" He's like, "I see you're reorganizing your records." And he's, "How are you doing?" He's like, "Not all autobiographic." Or not not um not alphabetically chronologically he's like autobiographically <laughs> he's like here's how I got from Howlin' Wolf to Deep Purple in just 25 years if I want the song Landslide by Fleetwood Mac I have to remember that I bought it for someone in the summer of 1983 but didn't give it to them for, for, for personal reasons <laughs> that reason.
1: is so neurotic yeah. I know it's, it's
0: insane that, that's an exaggeration but yeah. like the way I think about my records uh-huh. is like I'll pull out an album and I'll remember exactly where I was when I got it where I was when I first listened, put mm-hmm. it on. Mm-hmm. How where I pulled it out? The exact record store where I bought mm-hmm. it. Who I was with. What I was doing at the time. And it's like this little like comforting feeling of like uh, this is like an old friend. This is like a hist- This is like signifying my life in some way or something. Yeah. There's research you know?
1: showing um, that someone's favorite songs are directly connected to a strong emotional moment. Oh, of course. So, yeah. I mean, is that sort of idea, um, like triggering memory. Yeah. And oh, music yeah. is an excellent way to trigger a memory.
0: And I had a funny feeling of it. I, I, it was some years ago i i found an old computer of mine hmm. and it had like my itunes library yeah. at the time <laughs> nice. now that, so like it's totally yeah. different like i just downloaded the albums or, or ripped them or whatever yeah. but A it was bizarre. like the list of everything now yeah. and i think about my itunes library now and it's like damn it's super fucking specific and i'm gonna look yeah. back on this and it's gonna be exactly signifying yeah. of that time mm-hmm. in my life yeah you know and um
2: See, but that's kind of cool is that, like, because it's digital, you do have this, like, and you can still kind of do it. But you know? but
0: it, the, if that is going to be, like think, the last gasp of that, because yeah. it's going to be a constant flux, it's going to yeah. come to the point where we're just going to have access to everything yeah, yeah, at yeah. all times. I you think.
2: know what? The uh, Arthur was talking about this um, on Saturday, uh, the Norm MacDonald stand up from the last Letterman show. Did you okay. see it?
0: No, I didn't. I'd love to see it. I love that guy. It,
2: it, it's pretty good. Um, but uh he, he's talking about how like you know his great-grandfather you know they've got one picture of him and that's back in a time where like everybody has one great one picture yeah. everybody just has one photo yeah and it's like they're just like
3: <laughs> the face It's like
2: oh but i gotta get back to my hogs yeah <laughs> who are looking after the hogs and, but then, <laughs> like, and, and you know, just like kind of shocked because it took like six hours to make the photo. And, uh, but in 50 years from now, somebody will be like, Hey, you want to see like 10,000 pictures of my great grandfather and like quotes on everything that he did every single day of his life. Like, yeah, that's kind of cool. So like in terms of digitally archiving, that's something that kind of, w- I don't know. It, it I don't know how to feel about it. I am a, a sub, like strict undersharer in terms of on my online presence. I don't, you know, I don't post every day. Like, oh, you know what? I went over a speed bump and I realized, like, blah, blah. you know, some people do that. They'll post like six things a day, just like eating gelato with my friend. Tag, tag, tag. I don't do that shit. But I think, like, you know what? Maybe I should, because if you know, when I'm fifty. I'd love to, you know, look back at that and be like, oh, wow, April 13th, 2006. This is what I was doing. And assuming here's a picture that of it. can. I guess. Assuming that, that that's still going to be there.
1: That's what I'm saying. No, like, or at yeah. least that's what I meant when I was talking about the whole idea of Lost Generations. It's right. like, what if you can't? Right. It's kind of interesting because like, what if you couldn't look back to your iTunes and see what you were listening to when you were yeah. like nineteen or sixteen. I mean, I guess that that's
2: an argument for just like taking polaroids. I guess
1: probably or like I don't know. It's interesting because like, writing a journal, I think, I, you know. I I think, that, I think it's just
0: I think it's just things change. Things mm-hmm. are you different. You can't stop it. There's yeah. nothing. You, there's there's no way you can preserve. You know, because when you have some experience like that, it's like oh, I have this emotional attachment to mm-hmm. this relationship with this record like my idea of like my relationship with my music being defined in terms of my record collection or something mm-hmm. like that like me getting attached to that way of accessing you know music or art or culture in some emotional way that brings me back to some time in life that's a very specific setup mm-hmm. that I think won't be around for very long and it might go a solution. it might go away but it might be preserved somehow or something but I think I think it's just the world is going to change For the good you're gonna lose things but you're gonna gain things and it's just gonna be give and take i think like you're just gonna have people just gonna have new things as long as people are around there's always gonna be funny interesting shit that we're gonna talk about and be
1: do you think it encourages us to live like say more in the present like i've noticed a lot say like religion um very traditional very founded on repetition like ritual and like repetition of just like actions or events that you do like you go to mass every sunday yes. and it's just very like For no
2: other reason than the fact routine, that it's then you keep
1: doing it yeah. yeah exactly so do you think that might like change the way that we function i guess it would change the way that we function as a society or maybe i think it'll, it'll, it'll
0: change the traditions it'll change the routines but yeah. i think people, i think people are there are certain constants. I think people are just always. Every Sunday, you
2: just like the Jesus page. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I'm like, and then you donate some money through PayPal. Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, I have yeah. a solution to, it, to all these problems. Okay. Every week, maybe every month, because there's not a lot of space on the human body, but you get a tattoo, a summation of the week or a summation of the month. Okay. Tattooed on your body, so that then when you're 80, you just like take a mirror. Well, I guess you maybe have to write all these things backwards, so you can see them in the mirror. Uh. But you look at your body and be like, "Oh yeah." Have you ever seen? Have you say- ever
0: seen or read the, the Illustrated Man? <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Illustrated Man. Yeah, it's no. like a
0: Ray Bradbury story, okay, or like series of stories, I guess, where there's this this the, he's the Illustrated Man, okay, and um he's got all these tattoos. they look like tattoos all over his body. And he says, and he's like, they're not tattoos, they're illustrations. And then in the movie of it, they would sort of zoom in on a certain illustration. Uh-huh. And it would it would just go into the story of that one. And there's like one story of like these... Um, these guys who are exploring space and they land on this planet where it's constantly pounding with rain right. just like rain like torrential downpours at all times and they would go out and like the sound of the rain hitting their space helmets would drive them all insane <laughs> so they couldn't go out into the rain and um, and that's just one example and then it was it was just go, go into these different cool. illustrated stories I've only ever of...
2: read Fahrenheit Yeah,
0: I oh, really okay. did like that book actually I really did Oh wow! It might have been because I read it in high school, and I just thought the allegory was just so heavy-handed.
2: Well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess like the <laughs>
0: yeah, like they're burning books, and you know, I guess it was like a the, the side were, story about the censorship. wife is the
2: one is the part that intrigued me, where you know she was watching her soaps, mm-hmm. and you know she would continue to get like these wall-sized televisions, mm. right. and this is like written in a time before really TV even existed. Well, to like,
0: my favorite dystopic, like Brave novel, New World, one hundred percent. Well, that's
2: utopic, but in, in any case, oh, it I could be argued so. either way. Well, no, a lot of people will say, you know, Nineteen Eighty Four, dystopic, and then you know the parallel to that, or I guess the opposite of that would be Brave New World, which is the utopic idea.
0: Mm. I think they're they're both just like they're, they're like. You were also a student of literature. They're both so I'm sure you can chime in on this. Yeah, they're but both My, my view on, on both of those books, happy. and people like debate all the time about like 1984 or Brave New World, yeah. which one is? But they're both coming from very different places. Like they're Brave New World. Thing. Brave New World was written much far before 1984. Brave New World was written in like the thir- like the early 30s, exactly. I think. Yeah. 1984 it, came out but, after, but 1984 was about uh, the rise of 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 fascism and those sort of. Um, to the, the dictatorship, the dictatorship ruled by, ruled by the society. iron fist. Yeah, exactly. You know. So I whereas, mean, whereas, Brave New World is about people being manipulated by their desires. Exactly. And this whole city I is enslaved is by soma. The feelies. Be ex- Everybody's the on drugs. Thing. Everybody's yeah. just having sex all the time. Like which, considering the, fascism. considering the, considering yeah. the, like the age that that book was written in i yeah. think it's the most powerful like predictor of like yeah, yeah, yeah. the world that we live in now exactly. like you look, read that book it's spooky How, so
2: much just in general like just the the aspect you know? the, the idea of that just like oh take this and be happy and don't worry about anything that's happening around yeah. you like okay
0: or the feelies or everybody just wants to like fuck all the time and it's like this totally like sex driven culture everybody's yeah, like yeah, yeah. fueled by their sort of desires but that sort of keeps them in line in this weird way
1: yeah it's funny because these are about projected dystopians into the future but i just finished reading some canadian literature about bc in the okanagan
3: Mm -hmm. okay
1: um that was fucking dystopia 1958 very poor wild west like everybody is awful Everybody in that what book was it? awful. It's called Red Dog Red Dog by Patrick Lane. It's about um like a small town in the Okanagan. Vancouver is the coast. Like if you go to the city, it's not quite the same thing as being in okay. the interior. But like everybody in that town was just totally fucked. Um people like steal and it's taken for granted that you'll be stolen from. People have guns. It's 1958 huh. okay. and they're living like 1958. No it one was has a TV. In 58? It was written in 2004, I think. Okay. But it's about 1958, and, like, in a small town, you can expect to get shot or mugged or to live out. Like, settling B.C. or settling Canada in the first place just sounds awful. Was it, like, historical fiction kind of thing? Pretty much. Just, like, the idea of settling this land sounds pretty damn dystopic to me. I mean, you go out, there's nothing around you.
0: So it was like the opposite. It was like looking back and seeing what life was like before. What life
1: was like before. And then when we project into the future, we have excess. They had very little, but they result in the same thing. Mm -hmm.
2: Interesting. Hmm. Have you guys heard of the book Years of Rice and Salt? No. Um, It's, uh...
1: (sighs) You're the first
2: Why can't I remember his name? See, I was like, is, yes, is, but then I was like, no, no wait, this, Song this is my self-fire. stupid that name recall lean. thing. This is my <laughs> stupid, stupid name recall. But anyway, he was uh, the <laughs> same guy that wrote um, uh, the Mars trilogy. Um, and uh, are
0: anyway, are you, are you talking about um, foundation guy? Um,
2: anyway, I don't like remember his name, but uh, listeners tweet in and maybe you'll help us out. But uh, anyway. Not, uh, not Asimov. No, 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 no. Not Asimov. He wrote the Mars trilogy. Uh, no, he wrote the Mars trilogy. Um, but anyway, it's about it, it's this historical fiction uh, novel that's about if the plague took out like 99% of the population of Europe as opposed to what, like 40 or mm-hmm. whatever percent. And so China becomes the world like superpower as opposed to Europe. And it's just like it's this really, really cool book. Aside from the fact that like every chapter ends with like this, you know, and now let's see what happens. Like this weird, like, (laughs) like like, play to the, you know, breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, which I didn't think was very good writing, but, uh, no, that, that's a super cool book. And there's another one that, uh, I forgot the name of it too. Sorry guys. But, um, (laughs) that, uh, Hitler goes to art school. He gets into art school And he like meets Freud Is this yeah. a book? Yeah Okay Yeah So like Hitler meets Freud And they just like End up like talking about shit And the right, second right, world right. war Never happens Blah 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 Interesting You gotta Have you heard of Dan Carlin?
1: Oh, I was just gonna talk about Dan Carlin yeah. Have you been
2: listening to um, A blueprint from Arm for Armageddon? Have you finished it?
1: Still on the last one It yeah, came out the recently The last one
2: came out last week
0: Oh
1: man I need to catch oh, up so hard my God. that was great oh my god that
0: guy is so cool yeah I love listening to him talk it's 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 a masterpiece
2: it's a masterpiece I
0: I I listen to it and I I love I love the content I love the stories and everything like that Mm -hmm. but just like because like, I'm looking at it like as an actor and a performer. Like, the, the way, way he, he delivers. Yeah. <laughs> and like the sense of like reverence that he has yeah, in yeah. his voice when he's talking about these yeah. stories and the, yeah. like the bigness of it. Yeah. And the drama. way the way that the drama and like uh, I love, I love his his intro music that he has yeah. yeah. you know, all these different <laughs> clips from history. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. this is hardcore history. Yeah. And, and, he, and, he, and he, he, he like Turn he comes into it and he sounds so kind of like lighthearted and funny and he then makes quotes a lot of jokes and like He's like, oh, this sounds kind of silly, like Bill Nye, this history guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But then, then you get into it, and he's just like, it gets so heavy and like dense, and it's just after yeah. the eleventh. And you understand, and you like, understand yeah. why <laughs> he only releases one every like four months or whatever. Yeah, exactly.
2: Man, yeah, what a master of his craft.
1: So good, so informative.
2: We yeah, I was going to say that's what podcasts are all about, and here right. we are talking about. Uh, Oh, that's the beauty of the podcast form. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. You can talk about the history of World War One or you can talk about <laughs> dicks. Like yeah. you can literally do it. It's a beautiful thing. Dicks yeah. of
1: World War One. Dicks of World War One. hmm That should be our spin off podcast. Growing industry.
2: Uh I actually read a um there was a, a, a an Ask Reddit post, I think today or yesterday, about um it was like hey, history buffs, like what are some like non safe for work facts? about history that you didn't learn in school uh, one of which being that like a large part of Anne Frank's um, diary, is, diary like, is about masturbation
0: it's like really dirty which yeah. makes so much sense actually <laughs> yeah. it's like a young girl just like, writing <laughs> exactly. about her life yeah that's so funny yeah. uh- and I
2: mean it makes sense that like you know her dad was the one who published it and like to get it out to the world she so was probably just like
0: so it's like at the one <laughs> hand he's like I understand the historical significance <laughs> yeah. of this yeah but on the other hand, it's like the most personal shit <laughs> yeah. you could ever write. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It
1: makes it so much more real, though. Knowing exactly, that. she's like, what? How old was she? I think she was like twelve. Twelve. Yeah. She was a person. It's not a novel. Or like,
0: um, yeah. or like, like James Joyce's love letters. I
1: love those. They're so dirty. They're so. Is he crazy. the farter?
2: Is he the girl farts guy? I don't.
0: Well, I brought up yes, Oscar Wilde I the other think day. So. No, but I think, I think it's Oscar I Wilde think with the girl.
2: No, Oscar Wilde must
0: is in the guys. He no. talks
1: about his wife's ass a lot.
0: Hmm. He's like, I. Yeah. He's like, what is? What does he say? He's like, the definition of true love for him is like being in a crowded room and being able to smell his wife's <laughs> fart. Yeah, and I know think that it's hers. I think that something was Dolly's choice. Like that. That's it's that's a horrible, horrible paraphrase of it. But Dolly's
2: definition of true love is eating your lover's excrement.
0: Is eating shit okay
2: well no not eating a shit eating your lover's your lover's eggplant. shit mm.
0: yeah. that's what it, yeah okay. I mean I guess that if makes you think sense. about true
2: love as being like wanting to consume to like consume all parts yeah
0: there was a there was a DVD ASA episode did you hear that one it might be a later one
1: probably I don't where know where it's
0: Heather you know Heather Leather has she come on the scene she like is she with her like rock star boyfriend uh, I think
1: I got that far. okay
0: anyway she gets this boyfriend and she's they have this whole discussion about sex and um, and she like talks about how she wants to like drink his piss and eat his shit for exactly that reason because right. like I want I love this person so much that I want to consume like every part of them.
1: You meaning to taking someone's shit, huh? See, I
2: I don't you know. Do I, not take a shit. You. I don't know when you're having like <laughs> you really, leave really a shit. <laughs> good sex. It's like you're you're wanting to get as close to that mm. person. Physically and emotionally and spiritually as possible, and it almost feels like you know the the peak of whatever that sexual experience could be would be like fusing like a reverse amoeba, you know, just like and then you're the, like this one cosmic thing. Right. Whereas Vaparism. you know, excrement is exactly that. Like you're excreting it. You're it's not the person, you know. It's just like kind of their garbage. It's their shit. It's the stuff that's being rejected. Exactly. Person, actually,
0: mm. Exactly. If you think about it. So why
1: consume it?
2: Exactly. Fuck that
1: i don't
0: know i personally i don't think i could do that what poo eh, couldn't do we've, poo. Had this, we've had this conversation before many
2: but. times i feel like 19 out of 22 times we've had the poo it's talk but uh no, I'd what do, was the I'd,
1: result of the 19 i'd i'd do pee
2: talks. i would do pee totally it wouldn't even it wouldn't cross my mind unless it was in my bed yeah exactly Pee's sterile uh, so you want to pee on me cool you want me to pee on you? Cool.
1: That's different though than consuming, no? Or is it forgotten that there's like some splash?
2: Uh, if somebody really wanted me to drink their pee hmm. in like a sexual context. If I was really in love with them, I would I would drink their I Thought poop.
1: you were gonna say if you're really drunk, but <laughs> no, no. But
2: if it came to the poo, one or the other couldn't do it.
1: The poo is just so so smelly. Oh, uh, and a it's it's like sterile. it's like
0: scientifically unhealthy. Yeah. Yes, you know, I, I don't all know. the bacteria. Yeah, so uh, can
1: we just have dinner? Like, you know,
0: let's just enjoy putting things in our mouths yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point.
1: I mean, that's like preempting the poo, no? It's
0: like a, I it's guess. Like a, it's, like, it's like a trailer.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's the it's teaser. Like, oh, I'm going to love... Uh, what we, oh, you Just go for Mexican food. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh tonight's, you know the night, like, tonight's the night, honey. Tonight's <laughs> the night.
2: I've never thought about that. You, you make somebody like a really, really good dinner. Oh, do you
0: think people who are into eating shit, like get you make off... make a nice dinner beforehand. It's like beforehand. foreplay is
1: like a great <laughs> dinner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cause you wanna know That like the love That you <laughs> put in Like I'm Enchiladas that tonight That's sharing right there I guess
0: Wowzers. Uh, oh no Huh
1: Oh man uh, I remember um, And that
0: way You can like Curate, curate your, your Your experience your, your yeah. sex The the, uh, the following uh, night Exactly By like cooking together Like this seemingly Innocent thing Yeah
2: it's like A two day <laughs> Drawn out Kind of Some like, couples Go on
1: vacation Some couples Make dinner and That's then so proceeds the aftermath But um, with relationships And cannibalism Or is it vampirism A bit of both like um, you know,
0: Drinking or eating flesh
1: Both No I don't know Like Emotionally too there's, I think there's a desire to consume the other In a relationship or like a romantic Sexual relationship Or so I've read <laughs> to, to,
2: to consume the other <laughs> Yeah, (laughs)
0: it's a good tagline. Yeah,
2: so I've read. Or so so I've read. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's that famous story of the German guys, like the the one who was like, "Yeah, I I want to be killed and eaten sexually." Like, first they like chopped off his dick and they fried it and then ate it together. And then, you never heard this story? No. Uh, It was, I think it was like in the late 90s, Um, these two guys found each other online, one guy wanted to be consumed by a lover, Mm -hmm. the other wanted to consume his lover, and so they met and, you know, perfectly consensual, they filmed all of it, they recorded like, I agree for blah, 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 and so it was this huge debate, like, well, can you like really convict him of murder, because like it was all consensual, or like, is this a manslaughter case, or is this just like pure insanity?
1: He was murdered.
2: I think th- like they they cut off the one guy's dick together fried it uh-huh. ate it uh-huh. together and then the one guy was killed uh-huh. and you know consensually excuse me and the other guy chopped up his lover into bits put him in his freezer and continued to eat him over the course of a couple months and when it came to trial, it was just like, well, like, how do we go about doing this? You know, mm. it's like, is this an assisted suicide? Is this like, how, how do we even classify this? And like that, I, I can totally see it. It's like you want, you want to consume somebody and consume is a weird word because like consume involves eating, but like mm-hmm. in a more broader sense, you want to become a part of this other person yes. so deeply. And like, I... Not the consumption murdering part. Uh, like, I mean, I guess I can understand it. But, like, I don't know. It, 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 it's the same thing, like, I don't know, living with somebody or, you know, being with somebody for a really long time. Like, you become part of this other person. This inexorable part of, of another human being that, you know, you can You can never truly know. Right. You can never be inside somebody else's head. But the closest thing you can do is to become... A part of that person's life, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
3: I don't know.
1: On that subject, um, have you read Margaret Atwood's *Edible Woman*? No, I just finished it again. Um, it's sort of about that about okay. the idea of consumption being consumed in a relationship. Someone is destroyed or eaten, right? And then how to tell who who is or like I mean, the woman in the novel stops eating altogether eventually and then makes a cake and then feeds that cake to her lover right who devours it okay so it's sort of like a surrogate for the consumption of her but the premise of the book is that someone will be consumed right someone will be so-called destroyed but is that actual destruction if you're in say like a romantic sexual relationship or is that the nature of that relationship in the first place if we're gonna go back to relationships no I no mean, no we no no, well. no we gotta, we gotta <laughs>
0: see the we thing gotta. when it comes to stuff like this I'm like when it comes to a relationship I'm just like I want somebody that I can just like watch the Simpsons together with
1: yeah when I like think <laughs> about eating eat the poo and,
0: and just like laugh and then fall asleep and then wake up and like have an English muffin and then just kiss each other goodbye okay sure
2: but what about the idea of like you like know metaphorically or not but like
0: I m- want that for the forever
2: okay well there you go but that's that's kind of in essence being consumed by another person you know like like consumed in in, in a different sense not consuming something by eating but you know being like my existence all of a sudden becomes you know the other sense of the verb you could be doing something by another person
1: else but you want to watch the simpsons with this person and spend your time so your time and your presence is is being being consumed consumed.
0: okay okay you know that's really interesting
1: because you could be having any time, which is I don't know whatever you do.
0: But <laughs> when I think about like the idea of like oh I'm being, no cons- I'm being consumed <laughs> by somebody, uh. when it comes to a relationship, I feel like it's just kind of a-, a term that doesn't make sense because by being together, I would hope that you are not consuming each other. You're making each other grow and blossom, right. and And you're you're by me absorbing part of you, you're taking part of me yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. like creating new people by yeah. being together. That's the yeah. dream. That's the that's <laughs> the that's, <laughs> that's the that's the, the, the dream. <laughs> that's the that's the theory that everybody wants. And it's hard and it doesn't come around that often. But, but I don't know. That's 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 my And then it could happen on very small like whenever I have like a really positive encounter with somebody, yeah. even if it's just like, oh we just slept together or whatever. Yeah. Like sometimes it's totally empty and I don't even like the person mm-hmm. and it's I wish I didn't do that. But but then there's sometimes where I'm like, all right, maybe we don't click on this, this, and this level, but we came together and that was great. And I kind of learned maybe something I couldn't maybe articulate it very well, but I, I feel like I'm a, like a, more experienced or whatever person as a result of this encounter. Well, you know, how about this level
2: of consumption? Like, you you know, say you're watching, I don't,
0: I never feel like if some, if I'm with somebody, something has been taken from me. Well, no, but maybe not
2: taken, but how about given? Like, have you ever had a relationship with somebody where you adopt their mannerisms? Perhaps yes. their way of speaking. Oh, in or friendships
0: for sure. Never in like a like a romantic relationship. But like my, I so many of Mike's mannerisms I've yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally adopted shamelessly because I think they're cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah.
2: But there you go. I think that's I even. Level
1: I'll of even consumption, consumption
0: I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. even. Is it though? I yeah. guess it is.
2: Consumption maybe adoption is a better word for it. But like you, you are becoming part of. I just, I just imagine like
0: if you if you if you take the idea of consuming. Which isn't necessarily this, but the way that we've talked about it into the conversation just now is like, I'm consuming you, I'm like eating you. Like if I consume your foot, you don't have a foot anymore. I'm
1: thinking
2: well, more like, like Kirby if, style. You, like, you eat the guy and then you gain his powers. In economics,
1: okay. consumption is acquirement as well. It's okay. not necessarily just... Because
0: acquiring would, be
2: a,
1: would like, be a better
2: play on that. You,
0: or, or, okay, I'm listening to a podcast, I'm consuming this podcast, right. but my consuming of it doesn't change detract anything, from but you know? it's like absorption
1: yeah. and it's not necessarily when you consume something that it turns into shit like that's really literal or that it disappears and you take it and it's not there it's more that right. you it's like
0: file sharing So then if, okay, integrated then it's, it's, it like, it's, like, it's like one yeah. of those one of those words that you could kind of apply to anything then yeah. like if you're with a person like I'm consuming you guys right now yeah like I'm Our a time. consumer of your of your personalities and your presence yes. and your opinions yes. and everything there like that there you go so yeah okay so if
1: you spend a lot of time with somebody, then essentially you consume each other because you take each other's time, and in their lives, you are now a major part of their life. Yeah. Sure, and they could be doing something else, but instead they're doing you. So, right. I think it's not as literal as we've been going.
0: Right. Okay, that makes sense. No, but it is like it's one of those words that could mean a lot of different things. It's
1: kind of ominous, really consumption. But then
0: there's like the whole poli- like consumerism. And you know we're consuming our environment, and you Mm. know if we're consumers, that's that's a fairly new term when you apply it to like a population of people. Yeah, like you wouldn't call you know native tribes consumers. Mm. Maybe (laughs) maybe in some theoretical sense you could say they are consuming their blah blah blah, blah. Uh but like they're not consumers in the way that. Like I think consumerism is a very useful term to apply to this day and age. Yeah, I agree,
2: because it, it, it's not... You're, no, you're not in a homeostatic relationship with your environment. Mm-hmm. You are right. eating it up and turning it into shit, right.
0: basically. That's the and idea. That's, and, that, and, that, and that's the difference, then, when I would say, if I'm in a relationship with someone, I wouldn't say I'm consuming them, unless right. it's an unhealthy relationship, and I'm sure that happens a lot.
2: Yeah. But... <laughs> Maybe you're acquiring...
0: I don't know. I mean, you're... The idea,
1: too, of consumerism, um, um, at least starting in, like, the 60s, 50s, 60s, is the idea of convenience as well Uh-oh. and availability. So if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're available to you all the time, then you can consume them rather than interact with them. Say, like, um, being, like, in a native tribe where you're in a relationship with your environment, that's right. more cyclic.
0: It's more you're cyclic yeah. and you're in tune with, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's
1: less convenient. You actually have to. But you know. Do stuff. But and also,
0: like, if you take out the idea that I just said about, you know, some sort of idealized relationship mm. where you're just, you know, making each other better perfectly, which doesn't n- n- happens very, all the time. Ra- very, oh, rare, yeah. very rare. Very so rare. No, no, no. <laughs> the, 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 the people always say you know you have to make sacrifices. You have to you have to change your life to yeah. you know, be with this Compromise. person in some way. It's all about that. But, and, and so in, in a certain way, you are being consumed then. Yeah. In in a re- Because there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. You only have so much energy. Yeah. And, you, and you should be careful about what you're putting your energy into, you know, who you're putting your energy, who you're giving yourself to. Because you, it's not like you have an infinite amount of it, you know.
1: Also, if you spend a lot of time with somebody, you start to adopt their mannerisms because we mm-hmm. mimic and we yeah, learn through experience. So once you start adopting someone's mannerisms, it's like, how far can you go before you're no longer you and you're the other person? And yeah, you know of- what? And
2: I feel like it's it's trying to balance out staying yourself, staying true to yourself and not being afraid of not becoming somebody else. But And it's really crazy. It's really
0: spooky to think because like that's what, when you when you're say first born for example mm. you might have a lot of genetic traits but to a large degree you are kind of a sponge yeah. soaking up your environment yeah, and and that's why having sweet. kids is one of the scariest things ever is because like all of a sudden you give birth to this creature and everything you do is du- going to directly affect yeah. who they are as a person because they're in this sponge state where they're just soaking things up and like we we grow up and we get to a certain you know age of teens 15, 16, yeah. 17, 20 25 whatever however old you are this is that's this is the age where we're trying to figure out who you are and that's why people have like idols like oh i love david bowie so much <laughs> right. i want to be just like him or like yeah, me yeah. being in high school dressing like bob Dylan in the in the 60s i would show <laughs> up with a cool looking jacket like him. like that's who i want to be <laughs> yeah, as if yeah, like yeah. and thinking like this is who i am yeah. you know this you is listen cool. to um, the you most know?
2: recent This American Life,
0: uh, Birds and the Bees. I just no. downloaded it. I just got it. Um, I haven't heard it yet, though.
2: It's interesting because, like, it, it talks about you know, I mean, the title, Birds and the Bees. So the first part is about talking to your kids about you know, sex stuff, and but it kind of plays on this broader idea of talking to your to your kids or your progeny about these things that like, you know. Those awkward it, it brings up the, the awkward moment when you're a kid and you you ask a question and you know your parents are trying to tell you something important but struggling about how to tell you it yeah. because you're young. Mm. And so things like racism or like really shitty things going on in the world, or like how do you talk to kids about the fact that their dad committed suicide mm. you know, while being honest and open about it and And still not and still being, not like ruining a kid's life. Yeah. Like it That's what's crazy Because yeah Kids are sponges And Something you can say Offhandedly About like You know A kid says like You know Like what Why Why uh, Who's Hitler Like well Like What do you What do you say to a kid About that Without You know Like something you can say Can severely affect Mm -hmm. Their perception of it For the rest of their life And so you have to One be respectful Of the fact that Like six years old but also kind of be one
0: thing that I think would be really trippy is it sounds kind of simple when you think about the idea of, you know, raising a child, educating your child. It's like teaching them. doesn't
2: sound simple at all, but <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. But what I'm
0: about to say though, is just teaching them language, for example, right? Like what we like, how language works, right? You know, introducing certain words that mean certain things. And it's like, all of a sudden I'm sort of imposing this system mm-hmm. that is totally artificial, right? And yet it totally defines how we perceive reality well, yeah, and interact with each other yeah. and communicate and interact with just the world and process the world. yeah. And so I'm teaching this system that then raises all these questions that you need to all of a sudden be really careful about answering. <laughs> yeah. But then it's almost like the whole system by which we're answering these questions and processing reality through this system of language, yeah. that's what I'm imposing on my child. Right. And it's like, ah, I don't want to even do that. Yeah, that's no. We need well, something different because this bottom, is this is an imperfect. This point. is an imperfect system. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, you know, you in, in a lot of integrated. ways. Yeah, and it's going to yeah. happen whether we uh, want it to or not. Unless I like lock him in a cage in the basement forever. But like, even well, that I mean, probably, even that'll probably figure it out. I don't know. Language is a funny ingredient in in history. I think.
2: Well, that's the thing. Like you, you different languages not only have different ways of communicating, but they have. Like you said, different ways, because of the language in which they're raised, mm-hmm. have a completely different way of perceiving the world. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's one thing to be able to translate, but no, different languages, different cultures have completely different ways of perceiving things because of the way that they communicate. And that that's... Ah, fuck. I wish I was, you know, a, a tenfold polyglot. That'd be the coolest thing ever, because not only could you understand different languages and be able to communicate with different people, but innate into each individual language you have the ability to perceive things completely differently
1: language also has several layers like the there's language like the spoken and the unspoken the right. unspoken is incredibly important right and difficult to comprehend uh unless one has a firm grasp over the language also nuance inflection sure rhetoric right being able to speak rhetoric in another yeah, yeah, yeah. like a second language is crazy like, I speak really poor French. It's very literal. Right. There's no nuance. There's no rhetoric. <laughs> it's interesting.
2: Yeah, it,
0: it's, it's kind of mind-boggling. And also, if you're trying to understand slang. Oh, God. Like, yeah, that's another thing. Like, slang is such a... Or humor. It's such an like, yeah. intuitive thing that comes about very circumstantially, I think. Like, somebody happens to say something that didn't, It just develops this way of saying it. And then it's also, but it's also informed by the psychology of the situation around the slang term, whatever it is mm-hmm. right and so if you're if you're trying to teach someone that in a classroom setting or just you know from a book <laughs> or something like that you there's no way you can communicate what a certain slang term means, like yeah. like go fuck yourself, like we can grasp what yeah. that means and if we hear someone who really means it, yeah it it lands but if you don't know what the words mean well, i can you you, so you can tell okay i can tell he's angry and he's mad but yeah. like
1: the exact level of derision is beyond yeah or if somebody seen, somebody uh, like
0: like a new yorker is telling you that like go fuck yourself <laughs> like that's it's a different thing than like go fuck yourself <laughs> you know have you seen the documentary <laughs> it's so different. called fuck no. no
2: oh my god it's so good so it's an exploration into the word fuck you know as a noun as an adjective as a verb but like it's the best it, word it's oh, so it, it's funny. the best word and there's this moment where uh Billy Connolly like they got a whole bunch of comedians and actors and and philosophers and uh etymologists talking about what you know how beautiful of a word the word fuck is and there's a bit where Billy Connolly is talking about fuck and he says fuck off is the is the most perfect simplistic way of, uh, of speaking you can go to any country in the world and say fuck off <laughs> somebody's grabbing your bag at a at a checkout line at, at the airport and they don't know the language and you say fuck off they know exactly what the fuck you're saying they know exactly what you're saying and it's true mm. maybe like fuck is just like a kind of a placeholder for get the fuck out of here yeah get the fuck out of here <laughs> fuck off fuck you i want to fuck the- you it's fuck like, you like
0: oh fuck yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it's me! Like, it's this
2: perfect versatile word that like i don't know like,
0: it's like it means everything and nothing
2: yeah seemingly did uh, in in the exploration of this documentary like not a lot of languages have this one perfect placeholder of a word
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know like i'm just thinking in french like you know say like uh you know fuck off how would you say fuck off in French? Like, votre um, But you hear, I hear French people yeah. say
0: the word fuck all the time. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
2: Because yeah. they've adopted the, yeah. the fact that it's just a perfect fucking word. And I just said it. Perfect fucking word.
1: A vehicle for expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It
0: could mean anything. And, it, and it's beautiful. It, it couldn't mean anything. It means it's the extremes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's extreme passion or. It's an accent. Or, or, mm. or, but it's, it's 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 all the extremes. It handles the extremes of emotion, which is why it's so useful. It's, it's anger. Like a, it's happiness. It's it's a fucked the, up. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's
1: it's a like, literal. The it's the literal like expression or the. Uh, what am I trying to say? like the the nuance, like yeah. the inflection. It's the exclamation
0: point. It's, yeah, it's just, it just it just it just Andy captures price. like the extremes of emotion I yeah, find. Yeah. like anger, happiness, sadness. yeah, yeah, uh, elation. elation. Yeah, there's no mid middle ground like with laughing fuck at that. how hard yeah. and something how funny something yeah. is. I yeah, you like don't say that when you're being
1: funniest... moderate.
0: Yeah, no, it's just it just handles ext- extremity. I read
2: this really interesting fucking book the other day.
0: <laughs> yeah, it
1: is, uh, my name work. is all right. My name yeah. is fucking all right. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. What's your name? Uh, Andrew fucking Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Andrew.
0: I'm Andrew fucking Cameron. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: Andrew yeah, Cameron
1: a... fuck. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and, then,
0: and then I love the Quebecois use of the word "fuck," or I guess it's—I guess I see Maybe it
2: out it's or tavernac.
0: Where does it come in? But like, it's the use of the word, um, like, after a sentence. Like, I went down. T- I went. I, uh, mm. I. I had to work today. Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah. offhand. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: And it's like you are expressing some sort of emotion to, yeah. it's an emotional thing i'm, I'm happy about i got like got that fuck i had to do this fuck they lost, <laughs> the fucking, Canadians lost fuck. fucking they game, lost their fucking game
2: uh, uh they lost the damn but fuck
0: it's almost like a like a compression of saying like like i had to work today fuck yeah it's like i had to work today fuck
1: it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's
0: like it's an like, extra little
1: i've seen that in chinese too they say la at the end La, La. like it's a post. It's kind of like an expression, just but it's at the end of the sentence.
0: Okay, so, so it's, it's the kind same of like, thing.
1: Yeah, I think the French also say la. No, they're la? like well in French. I don't
0: know because la, well there's le, which is like the, I guess. But
1: I mean like la with like an accent, like
0: la as in like in the same way that like you would uh, accentuate the Quebecois thing like, yeah. dah, 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 Cause, like the blah 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 fuck it's mm-hmm. it's like if I was reading a script mm-hmm. it would be like that's either one beat or it's two beats mm-hmm. it's like I have to do this beat fuck or if it's one beat it's like I have to go to work today fuck
1: I think it's, it's more it's like the same. it's the yeah. same
0: thought it's the same action
1: you know offhand yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really funny um one thing that we could talk about mm. is what you wanted to talk about mm. in terms of, like, the project you're directing. Ah, oh, yes. Um, I don't know if you wanted to get into that right now.
1: I don't mind. Um, I really need to go to the bathroom.
0: It's just down the hall. Evan just went. Everybody's, like, in, in circulation because okay. we're all drinking beers
1: and stuff. Yes, but. exactly. Um, How about I do that, and then we can talk about project directing, like... You were talking about a script, how like if there's one beat or two, then it sounds completely different. So yeah, yeah, sure. That's super interesting. Too. Sure,
0: sure. Um, All right. So let's do that then.
1: All
3: right. What do you So the bathroom. If
0: you go down the hallway, you just keep going down the hallway, and then you have to take a little like turn left or turn right, yeah, and then keep go going down. You hit the door. And then you'll hit a door, and then the bathroom it's is right on the right. On, right on the right.
2: Yeah. Right on the right thing. Right on the right. That's the thing, if anybody you know, finds the place who's been listening to the show, they'll know exactly where the bathroom is.
0: They'll come in and be like, oh. <laughs> like, we get some super fan in here. And they're like, oh, don't worry guys, I don't wear the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, right in the house.
2: <laughs> 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 mm. Well, this is awkward. So awkward. Um, we never speak to each other in real life. This is weird. So awkward.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. This
2: is okay. Well, the buzzing's gone. That's kind of nice. I'm actually so hungry right now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm starving. I don't know.
0: What did I eat? I had some hot dogs today.
2: I had one steamy. Or, sorry, toasty.
0: Yo. Uh, Not running today? Really fucked me up.
2: Where the fuck were you in the morning? What do you mean? What do you mean, what do you mean?
0: What, do you, what you texted me. You're like, we're not running today.
2: No, I didn't say that. I said I was going to be a little bit late, and then I texted you like an hour after we were supposed to run, ready to run, and then you texted me two hours later being like, I'm going to work. What? Yeah. I said, sup, and no response for like an hour and a half.
0: Okay. I got. I remember. Okay, this is what I remember. You got the text. We're saying supposed like, to meet in the morning at ten thirty. Ten thirty. Exactly. Angel.
2: I texted you at nine thirty saying like it's going to be a bit, and then at noon I texted you sup.
0: You said you had to work. You had like an ATM guy. Yeah, exactly, coming. but
2: that only lasted an hour and a half.
0: Okay, here's scroll
2: through it, bitch.
0: <sighs> okay, here's what happened. Um. You texted me... Okay, no, this is the wrong Riveting one. conversation. There's one... Uh, here's my perception of this whole thing. I got a text from you saying that we can't run today because... Because I have to work.
2: Here we go. Text. Yo, babies. I now have to meet an ATM oh, yeah, technician between- at the bar. Want to postpone the run until the afternoon.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Never heard anything from you. And so then...
0: I read that text. I texted
2: you. I texted you. In the afternoon. Sup, at noon. Okay. And then nothing until one thirty, which said, hey, going to work.
0: Okay, because here's what happened. My plan for the day was to go running at 10.30, get up early, go meet... We're gonna go running, yeah, yeah ten thirty, yeah, yeah, do our thing, yeah, yeah. and then done, and then I'm gonna to go to work for a full day, sure, so instead of that i I wake up to the sound of getting a text message, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> 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 oh, I can't run today because I have a. I said until H- the
2: afternoon. I have an H- the H-
0: and I was like, I can't run in the afternoon because I, I actually have to do a right, day yeah, of work yeah, today. Yeah. Like I, I can't just like start okay, my work okay. day at like three. Sure. I have to start at a reasonable hour. Okay. So then here's what happened though. I just fell into like a toxic <laughs> snooze cycle. <laughs> <Yeah>. until, <laughs> yeah, about, until about one o'clock yeah, in yeah, the yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is at which point I texted you. And honestly, sure, sure. It's snoozing, it sounds really dumb, but it's, it's a really d- destructive force in my life. Oh, me too, in man. In terms it's of addictive. being productive in the day. Yeah, it's addictive. Oh, my God. My new strategy that I'm going to try is I'm not even going to set an alarm clock. I'm going to wake up whenever the fuck I feel like it. Because I, if I fall into the snooze cycle... I'm just like, 10 more minutes. Yeah. Just, just 10 more minutes. Just 10 more minutes. Give me just, nine. Or nine, or whatever yeah. <laughs> the automatic snooze setting is.
1: Set your alarm like two hours early.
0: Because then I just wake up, and I'm like, snooze. just 10 more minutes. just 10 more minutes. And then
1: you're not late. Ah. No, no. But, but then you're then, tired all no, day. No, but no, no. But then
0: I then I just like, <laughs> sure. no. I wake up in the morning. I was like, oh, i got two hours. I can sleep Exactly.
3: Uh, well, hey, do you want to pa- run on I'm, Friday? I'm then?
0: powerless over my addiction. I need to either definitely meet somebody at a certain time, and right. I will be there reliably. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or my next strategy is cause like I wake up for work nobody's even expecting to me, at, me to be at work all day I could not show up all day and I won't hear anything <laughs> from anybody Right? cause there's no deadlines right yeah, yeah. I just need to be productive for myself so I can make money so it's just abstract idea of money in the future so what I have what I want to do is cause there's always a certain time in the morning when I wake up and I'm like very alert yeah and it's like sometimes it's like 9am and I'm like yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm awake get up and I know, and then I, have, and then I have the next thought. Oh wait, my alarm isn't going to go off until ten o'clock. <laughs> get up. Right that means that I can go back, and then I'll meet my alarm clock. Yeah, 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 at yeah. which <laughs> point the alarm goes off, and then you're and tired. And I'm like, eh, ten more minutes. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it rings off. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I need. And the only thing that gets me out of bed is like just shame and self hatred. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that just like rockets me out, and then I'm just like. And then I just have no momentum <laughs> and I'm like, i wasted my whole day, so what's yeah. the point anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right?
1: That's so healthy.
0: So, my strategy is no alarm. Or... I'm just, I'm just gonna wake up when I feel like waking up. And if it's Get addicted to something
2: else. Here's the thing. I also have that problem, but I have made a commitment to be at work at the same time every day. I don't have to be. We're in the same boat, man. We don't have to be anywhere at any particular time. But I tell myself... I have to be at work at 11 a.m. on non need to impose days, your own schedule. 1 p.m. on run days, which means that I have to be at work at 11 a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah. Saturdays and Sundays. You just
0: need to create that idea in your Monday, head.
2: Wednesday, Fridays, I have to be at the statue at 10.30 a.m. So, like, it, it's all, you know, it's all abstract, but it's all up to you. But you, you, so you just Friday, create the system. Friday, 10.30 a.m. definitely. Statue on Rachel okay. and Park. Okay. Boom. Okay. Boom. Okay. boom
0: but I'm gonna try I'm gonna test out my strategy and I want it cause I wanna don't some,
2: test it on Friday because I'm gonna I'm not, gonna, I'm not
0: gonna test it on Friday <laughs> test it. well that's that's the thing That if I have a, an appointment I will keep the appointment mm. that will get me up out of bed I know somebody's gonna be waiting for me I'll be on time but if I don't have something there's always a moment when I actually do wake up but I always think <laughs> I'm ahead of my alarm clock yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can go back to bed yeah. but if there's no alarm clock mm. I will just trust that mm. and wake up
2: I think You're I'm gonna, gonna, like I'm to gonna
0: try it. Form. It might not work. It might fail completely, and I might. So we just could work sleeping. with each other
2: here. But we, we could do Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We could just like run every day. We could. We really could. We really could. That we, might help. We really could. Like, why not? That's a really good point. <laughs> That's a really good fucking point. We'd, I mean, we'd be I, in I, really good shape. Yeah. I mean, I do it the Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, so but let's uh, try that. Not? Let's try that. Tuesdays, Thursdays. Where do you run? I start at the statue. I run up the mountain. I eat an avocado at the top of the mountain, and then I run down the mountain to Pine, and get two toasties, and then eat them in uh, the park.
0: I want. I really want to start incorporating that into my life. It's great. It's so fucking awesome.
3: Yeah.
2: It really because like you finish the run. It's like the whole thing takes a little over an hour, and so that like. Eleven thirty rolls by and you are like, wow, my I have my entire day ahead it's of like me. I am Already and my, fucking my, my, run for an hour. My body's awake. Yeah. And my
0: blood is pumping. Yeah, because I am just not physical. Like I roll myself out of bed and I sit in the metro for an hour, <laughs> and I am like, oh, I am at work. <laughs> it sucks. No, it's important to be physical. I think. Anyway, anyway, so let's do this. But I wanted to get into your uh, movie that you are doing. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about it.
1: Okay. Um let's see so i decided to start well i was in vancouver for a while um working on films and then i decided it was boring i want to make my own film what so, do you mean you
0: were there working on films
1: oh i went to vancouver originally to work at a production studio um okay i was creative director i directed some films it was not as much fun as i thought because i wasn't like in charge of coming up with the concept of the films, so I just had to make them like get done.
0: You were like like a manager.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like producer status okay, more okay. so. Um producer, okay. It was okay. But then I was like, okay, so I should make my own, uh which I did. It's about the trials of a relationship going full circle, I guess, and um forgiveness. And also like super friggin' unhealthy behavior.
3: Okay.
1: So it's about a woman who's thirty six to thirty eight and a man who's considerably younger, maybe like twenty four or twenty six. Um and it's about breakfast. They have breakfast. She's not happy. They have a fight. And then they reconcile, and they continue their breakfast, and they go on about their day.
0: And that's the whole that's the whole movie?
1: It's going to be... It, it's a series of vignettes, so this is the first... That's the first vignette. Vignette. Okay. Um, and I'd like to get the point across that this is every day. Okay. So this isn't unusual.
0: So it's kind of a routine thing. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, when you're in a rut, you're in a rut for a long time. That's why you're in a rut. So you know, maybe you cry every day for, like, three months. I don't know. Um, But I think the thing about this, I I read a lot. I studied literature, and what I'm interested in is the idea of narrative. And narrative in film, or, like, books adapted into film, really disappoint me often. I find that they use techniques to translate the idea of narrative uh, as very literal, say like a voiceover, or a, right. if someone's thinking, it's usually a voiceover. Maybe they show a montage. Um, sometimes they do flashbacks. Yeah. And just like, yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, why I don't
0: think Catcher in the Rye could ever work as a movie. There's a lot of because stuff. it's just literally listening to this guy's thoughts, kind of come out, you know. And so many people have talked about like, oh, I wish I could play Holden Caulfield or whatever. Um,
1: It'd be a lot of a lot of Holden Caulfield just standing there. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> and that's why I think Norwegian, Norwegian, Norway, remember, hey, <laughs> Norwegian wood.
1: Ter- oh, that did not
0: go movie. well. Terrible. It was Great dog, soundtrack. It was dog shit. Yes. Awesome the movie soundtrack. Was dog shit. When he's like standing and crying, because spoiler alert, Nauko kills yourself. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's crying. And I'm just like, fuck you. You're just an actor. Dope.
1: Soundtrack. Johnny Greenwood. What? Dope. Real nice. I really didn't think it fit the vibe, considering we have all these like. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone made a YouTube playlist, actually, of Murakami's music
2: mm-hmm. from like, the books. From the book, and it's all jazz.
1: It's all jazz yeah. and the Beatles. Yeah, so many Beatles and Bach. Lots of Bach.
2: Jazz, Beatles, Bach, and a lot of Cuddy Sark and ears. Mm. That
0: would be, that'd be, no, that'd be that'd a
2: great,
1: a
0: great book to all
2: make. All these books have Cuddy Sark and ears, and no Cuddy Sark
1: in this one. No cats. The ears are a different book. And the Cuddy Sark is in three other books.
0: It shows up in 1Q84, I remember.
1: I haven't read all that
0: the,
2: yet. All of them that I've read have Cuddy Sark cats and ear fetishes.
1: I went to the States and bought like 1.75 liters of Cuddy Sark. It was freaking amazing.
2: <laughs> it's good. It's it, really I mean, good. We call it rail scotch, but it's good. It's one of
0: those cheap... Yeah, you good. know what? Yeah. Just Cheap scotch on ice is actually really delicious. Yeah, yeah. Or like, cheap scotch I remember soda. once for my birthday, mm. Elise bought me like a giant bottle of Jim Beam... No, not Jim Beam. Uh, that's bourbon. Black Label, mm. not Black Label. Red Label. Okay. okay. Johnny Walker Red. Yeah, yeah. It's going down. Which the is ladder. like
2: that's blended whiskey. Really
0: che- well, all Johnny Walkers blended. Yeah, exactly. But Red is like the cheapest yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I going to do with this? But it was the summertime, and I just like drank it on ice. It was fucking delicious. Yeah. yeah. It was so. It was such a. Pl- I love whiskey on ice. It's so whiskey nice whiskey on ice. It's amazing. Um, so bad. But go on.
1: Okay. But anyway, with the idea of narrative uh, and like literal translations, I was like, okay, so how can I convey the idea of narrative without resorting to a voiceover or like something actually happening in the scene? So I decided to use the camera. Uh, So the film is in a horizontal split screen with a scene on the top and a scene on the bottom. The scene on the bottom is focused on the person, like a third person perspective, say, like almost a portrait. Of the person whose perspective is seen in the f- top screen.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, I saw a film at VIF. Um, it was called Maru, or Ao. Uh, before that, there was a film called White Heat Lights. And it was in three sections, all split horizontally. And it each showed three different versions of the same scene, all at different intervals.
2: They did that in uh, Reckon for a Dream a lot, too. They also yes, they did it in
0: The Incredible Hulk. I haven't <laughs> seen that. Ang Lee version. With Edward Norton.
2: Yeah. Um, Do you mean like
1: the, the shooting, like the drug scenes or?
2: In a lot of the scenes, they would show the, you know, the the same scene filmed at the same time mm-hmm. but split screen either mm-hmm. vertically or horizontally uh, in close-up zooms of their faces so you didn't have to have a wide shot to see yes. both of their reactions. You know, it was just...
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very skeptical of this approach to filmmaking. I, I don't know why. I... Just imagine it being very difficult to watch.
2: Yes. The only one that I've seen other than Ang Lee's Incredible Hulk.
0: And I, and I feel like the magic... Requiem
2: for a Dream did it very fucking well.
0: Okay, I've, I've never seen that film, so I don't... I can't. I to- it was so good. Requiem for Dream.
2: <laughs> Requiem. It's a basketball
3: player.
1: <laughs> 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 hmm... Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. So I put together a photographic but I, I, story. I, I, I want to go
0: back to like the problem that you come up with is expressing uh, narrative that would ordinarily be expressed easier through like literature, liter- like narr- like literature, or mm.
2: but you can't read two lines at once. That's what's great about film is you can put it in the same frame.
1: Yeah.
0: But also, if you're watching it, you can only kind of watch one of them at a time.
2: No, your eyes... No, you're underestimating the power eh, of the mind.
1: The thing... I thought about that, too, because if I had two screens moving, it'd be distracting. Um, The film that I saw, White Heat Lights, it had, uh, like, a vertical split screen where it had two cameras. It was a guy skateboarding, and the two cameras would pan at completely different times um like up and then one we're moving sideways and down okay. and it was very disorienting but you were able to see both at the same okay. time it was just disorienting
0: i haven't seen very many movies that have if any that have been done that way so i can't really comment like i'm just mm. imagining it and it sounds kind of like uh, it would be mm. difficult to take in as an audience member but like maybe not i don't know i haven't seen it
1: it needs to be short that's why I decided on vignettes, because I think if you had to watch that for more than, I mean, five minutes yeah. max, it'd be very confusing. Also, I'm not moving. There are very minimal camera movements, because okay. I think that's also confusing. it be
2: incentive to see the movie more than once. Mm. You know, you can focus that's in true. and see different things each time.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so what? how does the movie progress from, from that vignette?
1: that's the first vignette opens with breakfast and then it slowly opens to more of their lives the idea is to explore a relationship i guess this is really going full circle because like talking about vampirism or like consumption everything's connected Ah, uh, yes apparently <laughs> <laughs> at least here um but the idea of say like if you're with somebody and perhaps your relationship is unhealthy, there are elements of it that are unhealthy. Yes, but there's also a reason that you stay.
0: There's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's
1: something that you're getting from this interaction that you don't get elsewhere that perhaps fulfills some need in you. It it, it, it like satisfies
0: yeah. some short-term need.
1: Something something that other people won't understand, but something that you do. So. Looking at that, I think it's just basically the unfolding of circumstances as to why these people are together. I don't really have a point or a message. I just kind of want to explore. Where
0: are you in, like, development of a script? Sketchy. Okay.
1: Um, I have a couple of lines that need to be delivered. And other than that, I'm feeling kind of loose.
0: Okay.
1: But I've never really worked with... like in terms of directing my own film, I don't know. I had the scripts written for me and just had to make sure that the actors stuck to them right. when I was working. Hmm.
0: That's okay,
1: it's very different. Um, hmm. The other thing too with this short is that it's very, how emotive. long, yeah,
0: how long do you want it to be?
1: Probably about four minutes.
0: Four minutes in total, so yep. it's like That's a few, then. a few very short vignettes. It's
1: very short, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. okay. Very
1: short. Very little room for. So. Yeah. Uh, for mistakes.
0: <laughs> do the vignettes fall chronologically? No. They're just like different. Is it sort of just like times, a, like a portrait yeah. of yes. a relationship? You're not trying to establish like some sort of transformation or like. No.
1: Okay, okay. so like in this one, they have. Breakfast, she tells him that she's in a rut. He doesn't really, he's just kind of like, huh, because he's heard it so many times. And then she starts crying, and then there's like a tidal wave of emotion. And then eventually they end up with him like holding her, and then he kisses her on the nose in like a sort of endearing move. They have finished their breakfast. She goes to work. He goes to work. Okay. Regular morning. Okay. Next vignette is about impotence, them sleeping. I'm not entirely sure how to portray this one, but, like, nothing happens. Like, some sort of
0: sexual problem.
1: Yeah, something...
2: The impetus of impotence.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Something where you see things from, like, shifting perspectives where it's like, okay, so, like, in this one, maybe they're connected. Maybe, you know, the fact that they fight every morning has something to do with that lack of ability to express himself sexually. I don't know. Bonerisms. But, you know, it, it... it's just a portrait into a dysfunctional relationship, but I'd like to have okay. some sort of redemption. What's the next point. one? Haven't gotten there. Oh, okay. hmm Interesting. Okay. I'm developing them slowly. Cool. cool. I figure, like, if this one works out, then I can continue. Or at least that way I'd have experience shooting. I um, mean,
0: I, I would approach it from the fact that you should just do it, see what happens, and then keep doing it anyways. That's where I'm even at. Even if you fail. like, Like, okay... If you want to talk about, like, directing mm-hmm. as, like, an activity. Like, mm-hmm. I directed Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, if I'm going to be honest with myself, I don't think the show worked. I thought it had a lot of problems. And you just
2: need a second intermission. That's all you need.
0: Second inter? No, there was that. But there was just even beyond that. Like, you know, I as you would, or you would, if you're going into some sort of artistic pursuit that you care a lot about you're gonna be a perfectionist about it you want it to be perfect and you want it to be as the greatest thing that it could possibly be
2: definitely okay
0: and I think it's important to go into everything with that but you also have to otherwise you'll go crazy you have to accept (laughs) the fact that you might fail and you might this might be a chance for you to learn
2: sacrifices
0: and make sacrifices. And you know, you're working, you're you're collaborating, Mm -hmm. you know, you're working with other people. And at the end of the day, you are learning. You're always learning no matter how far you get in life. You're always learning. Um, And so, but I think, I think going into it with that attitude of perfectionism is important because if you don't care, then yeah, then, who else is then care? who cares? And it might and then you just devolve into like a party and it's like, okay, let's just get our friends together and drink. Yeah. I think it's important to really give a shit and want it to be really good. And when it fails, you should feel that If it fails. If if it fails or whatever or whatever yeah, happens, yeah. all the shortfalls, you should take those in. You shouldn't delude yourself and say everything was great. Yeah. You should say, No, that was that fell flat, that didn't work, this didn't work and What do uh, you think I, didn't work? specifically about that project yeah mm-hmm. um a lot of it and this comes down to like why i'm happy i did it i think a lot of it came down to my own personal inexperience with running something on that right. scale well I yeah wasn't that your first it was the first that time I've, added, I've ever debut? i've ever directed anything yeah. i'm taking on like this literary giant of a play rosencrasse and 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 11 Dead. cast members 11 cast members big budget 10 show run so, I bit off way more than I could personally chew, and I was like way out of my element. I don't like managing people I don't like <laughs> I, i'm not, i can't I'm yeah. used to dealing with uh, talking to two people at one time, sure, all of a sudden, I'm talking about ten twelve thirteen fourteen people with crew members at a time I don't like I, you know it's it's I don't like doing that, but I'm really glad I did it because everything else seems really easy now, <laughs> yeah, you know now you're just comfortable and you're okay with it, and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um. Uh, but if 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 I was to approach something as as a director or as somebody who cares about something, like there was some impulse in me that wanted to do that play. Mm-hmm. I read the script. I was like, "This would be great. Let's do it." So you have to and you have right. to trust that, and you it want was it, great. I and you want it, it, it to be really good. I it too, and I, I think I think a lot of people. I mean, I'm really glad, and there was a lot of positive things. I don't want to be like a Debbie Downer, like oh, I was shitty, I failed, blah blah blah. No, you and didn't. Get down on you myself. fucking
2: succeeded, man. You, you yeah.
0: Did it. No, 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 but to me, it's not even about that. To me, it's like when I talk about failure or success, I think on the whole, it was hugely <laughs> positive. Like, I'm, it was a positive experience, 100%. I made a tr- tremendous amount of great contacts. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. I had experiences with people that I knew very well that, you know, developed our relationships more. Right. There's tons of different people. I got to, you know, do something with Martin that I'd never done before. And we used to really, like, you know, flex our muscles and, like, sure. really do something. On the whole, 100% positive. I don't want to, like, paint the picture of, like, failure about it. Like, I don't feel negative about it. But, like... Also, if you are going to be a perfectionist, all
1: you know, these little things have
0: to irk that. Because yeah. that's how you learn. Yeah. That's how you get better. You know, that's that's what I'm coming from, from that angle. Mm. Um, so, going into something that you haven't really done before, that's kind of what I would recommend. Is just going for it all the way. And just setting dev- deadlines for yourself. Putting together a group and just doing it. And being scared and being nervous and being whatever. But just going ahead anyways, because you're going to come on the other side, however it is, right? For sure. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think a project like this, you, you like, if I was going to do it, I would, you know, it sounds like you have a good idea of, like, what sort of conceptual things you want to approach. Get together a couple of actors you really like, people you trust, people you want to play with and experiment with and just do some improv. Yeah, do you have
2: people in mind?
1: I do actually. And he's one of them. Oh, <laughs> um
0: but like this is shit that I'm super interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships like this and like uh and I think improv would be a huge part of it.
1: That's the idea. Um the other thing I think that's kind of neat is the interaction between the two people isn't shown because it's in split screen so someone like in a video game HUD they're looking directly this goes back to the idea of narrative too because I wanted to be able to express like third person perspective, first person and second person Mm -hmm. simultaneously so when they're talking to each other they're looking directly at the audience like a portrait, sort of. Well, that's cool. So, like, top person is talking like to bottom camera. person. Bottom person is talking to top person, but both people are looking straight that's ahead. That's really cool. So that's the idea, um, and that's why I think it wouldn't be too difficult to watch because I'm a photographer by profession, and I prefer very still cameras. Yeah. And very. Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. So uh, it's not like a film with a lot of cuts. I think I had eleven cuts in total. And they're mostly portraiture. Um, so that might be interesting. But, like, yeah, lots of improv. Very emotive. I'm more about evoking emotion than I am about, say, like, snappy dialogue. Or, like, right. like a general cinematography sort mm. of thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, with actors, I have two people that I've cast... I thought, like, the, the actress isn't an actress per se. She's a model, though, who I met through another photographer. Whoa. Um, I know she's comfortable speaking in front of people because she teaches and has, like, flexible boundaries. So I was like, okay, so, like, that's sort of what I'm looking for, someone who might not be a professional but who is open, who has a good sort of All attitude. All that matters when
0: you're finding people to act in things like this is that they're just available. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. People are just going to like, you know, happy to put their time in. Yeah. And happy to just be present. Happy to be there. And, yeah. and play and, have, and create something. Because like, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. We have to kiss each other. Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's little things that come into people's boundaries. Like, I don't have any boundaries, mm-hmm. really. As as long As, <laughs> I, as mm-hmm. long as I understand <laughs> the story that's being told mm-hmm. and I believe in it you know that's mm-hmm. that's the beginning and end of it you know as long as and i'm willing to play within that like how right. far can we go this and that And I, mm-hmm. i'm obviously going to be respectful of this and that but it's just, it's just it's just not about getting caught up in your own idea of what it should be and just creating mm-hmm. something you're you're painting a picture together
1: i have the attitude this is the very first thing that i'll film direct and like have written if it falls flat that's fine Maybe I'll try it again later. Maybe well, I'll yeah. revise it. I mean, I'm really not looking to make something successful as so I'm looking to make something.
3: Yeah.
2: Right.
0: That's the most important <laughs> Go, impulse you can have. Just
1: make something. Just
0: make stuff. Just exactly. Because it's fun.
1: Exactly. And I'd like to see, I mean, when I do photography, I've directed models. I also model, so I understand how to be directed. So I know yeah. how to you know, communicate, I think, a little bit. Also when I was working in Vancouver I had to talk to the people on set. Um so I think I'm in a good position in order to like express my vision. It's just doing it is very right. different.
0: Um have are there any like specific problems or questions that you would have in approaching it? Like how do I do this? Why is is it, how do I where does this fit in? How does this work or whatever? Uh.
1: I have lots of those, but they're difficult to voice. I think it'd be more of an on-set thing. Right. Like, seeing it happen, it's just kind of like, huh. Like, I was mostly wondering, vaguely, how does one go about organizing so many people?
0: How many people would you need? Probably
1: only two, but maybe another camera person. Like, how do you stay focused when you have that many things to think about? I mean, when you were directing, even you did Richard III, right? Yeah. So you had one person on stage, but you still have a production. Yeah. So you're responsible for everything in that production.
0: Yeah, I mean... So how do you ter- get it straight? In terms of a play, you have certain tasks that need a lot of repetitive work. Mm. And then you have a lot of tasks that just require decisions to be made with a lot of people. who, mm. and, and the idea of getting a lot of people on the same page. Getting the sound guy to understand what the vision is in the That's same tough. way that the lighting guy understands it and, the, and then getting everybody together so oh, like I don't know the way, that, the way that we do it is like Martin and I will work on a script if we're adapting something or if we're just doing a play we'll have the script and we'll get the script together and we'll do a read through of it we'll see how it sounds just, between, for, just for the actors and then we'll have a meeting about and we'll just decide who we want to do certain jobs who's gonna do sound who's gonna do lighting who's gonna do set call up those people are you in great let's have a production meeting let's all get Mm -hmm. together and we'll just go through each person and say how are each of you going to contribute to this what are your deadlines what do you need to be done by this time and then we get everybody on the same sort of field of understanding and like okay this is the day we move into the theater certain things have to be done by then. then and then you have these long periods of time where maybe the production team isn't necessarily seeing each other every day but that's when the actors are rehearsing every day because that's the time that you need. That's, you know, the actors can rehearse endlessly. The sound cues you can rehearse a few times, and you kind of you can spend a tremendous amount of time working on them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of coming together and running yeah. them, you yeah. can you can kind of do it in a day. Yeah, you know, and Sometime. I might have some feedback for you, and we might rework it a little bit. Yeah, but you know, that's pretty much how it works. But in terms of the organic sort of work on the play itself, like it's it's the rehearsing of the actors that's that's what takes the most time that's yeah. what you're doing every day through the whole rehearsal process rehearsing each scene doing it as many times exploring it seeing what you can find seeing where it, what lands what doesn't um and then it's just shooting it film i've never really done a lot of film film to me seems to be a lot more immediate in terms of most you people, can
2: go over the script like 5 minutes before you actually get on camera kind of thing. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, it's like a lot of a lot of times it's like rehearsal isn't put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of like the, the the director has an idea of an environment and a scene mm-hmm. and a setup and that's just created for you, which is kind of a gift as an actor just walk on set and you're this is your environment and this is the moment you're living in and you know your lines and you just connect with the other actor and you just do it. And that's it with the beauty of doing plays is you have this all this time to rehearse. And a lot of what actually a lot of film directors talk about like great film directors like Sidney Lumet or, or Scorsese or a lot of great film directors understand the importance of rehearsal and the, the importance of allowing actors to get to know each other and understand each other and getting Mm -hmm. growing the characters for a while before Mm -hmm. they shoot. Um, Because a lot of that depends on the relationship of, of the actors and of the, of the characters because that's what you're you're using your organic sort of human self to create these characters right like a lot of at the end of the day yes you're pretending but if you want it to be good yeah. and believable you're kind of just you know you're you're yeah. you're ex, you, pretending so what i, I guess, think about yeah, what, I, what i think about acting in the previous sense is like i'm expanding my identity and right. behaving and connecting. better way with of this putting
2: it than pretending
0: Then i'm pretending yeah. i'm putting on a show because that's that's a certain style of acting but like you look at a great role that you look at and you watch it and you or not even a role like like a, what you're looking at is a relationship usually yes is when when you watch two people interact with each other and you believe that those are two people interacting with each other those are people who are using their own they're, they're using themselves really and they're just looking at each other and talking like we're talking right now i don't know what i'm going to say right now the same way in a good performance, the actor is not going to know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're just listening and responding and it's organic because that makes it sort of believable for the audience. You know? Yes. That's what I would, that's what I would say.
1: Hmm. Cause I have theater experience, um, more than I have film. Like I grew up doing theater. Um,
0: I have to be so bad. right <laughs>
1: now.
2: Pee, but go on. I'm listening. I'll be his surrogate listener on this. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah I have theater experience and I've worked a lot in photography where I found if there's a relationship between say the model and the photographer then it's a lot easier to develop a scene than it is if you're like
2: like a pre-established relationship kind of thing like you've
1: worked together before you know each other something perhaps yeah exactly it's it's easier Um, but like shooting your friends is completely different I'd prefer not to
2: yeah Yeah, I feel like there's, like, yeah, you might as well do it, especially, I don't know, I I would say you might as well do it with, like, almost like a paycheck involved, being like, okay, we're going to do this thing from the specific amount of time, I'm going to give you 20, 40 bucks, whatever, and then you do it. Yeah. I feel like that becomes way more professional than, like, oh, hey, like, I know you, you want to come in and do this thing, they're like, hey, like, when are we going to eat? You know?
1: Yeah, I've shot my friends as a photographer, and it's super frustrating because it's like I can't, I feel slightly awkward being like Mrs. Boss person. Well, yeah, I know. I, I've like, been in that
2: position before, too. It's just like, uh, well, I, I, you know, in order for this to get done, I have to say, like, no, okay, stop talking. We're going to do this. Like, just blah, 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 blah. Stop smoking weed. Let's do yeah, this. Man. As opposed to, you know, you bring somebody in that you don't know, then it's a very it's a completely professional you know aspect to it
1: they get money out of it or whatever they're looking for it's exactly. not money you get this and then i find like my work personality and my personal personality are very different yeah i don't really to be a
2: hard ass friends. absolutely there you go
1: yeah it's different i don't like doing it to my friends though because then i know that they know me <laughs> otherwise <laughs> exactly. so it's like what are you doing it's yeah.
2: like Ugh. yeah 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 what what What? Like, what is this yeah shut up you'll get your pizza (laughs) in a minute here
1: (laughs) Uh, it's interesting i don't know i'm mostly looking forward to just trying new things making new different different kinds of art just making stuff making stuff
2: that's it just making stuff
1: exactly yep
2: it's just the thing like i don't know it's uh I think it's important, like we were talking before about like the intangibility of in- information. Mm. But like just being able to make something, that's super important. Whether it's shit or not, from your perspective, or somebody else's, mm. those are completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I try not to let my... a lot of butts, though. <laughs> <laughs> just why you roll them up, it'll be okay. Roll Do an old school. Up. Let let up.
3: Smoke <laughs> I
2: have to pee, too
1: oh the rotation continues Ah! oh
0: no but um
1: how do you find working with your friends
0: um i mean great Mm. it's uh i find it easier than working with strangers really for sure like because i don't know a lot of a lot of what drives friendships for me is common senses of humor common interests right um and if you're both interested in like hey let's do a thing together yeah let's build a fort let's do this like that that to me is a a great activity that it makes you closer as friends Mm -hmm. if anything you know um i don't i don't separate that really in my mind in terms of like oh my professional life because like if i'm gonna do a play or something it's it's a fun activity and Mm -hmm. i would like to involve as many of my friends as possible Mm -hmm. you know because if 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 you know we have these common interests we we like sort of celebrating these ideas and creating something that expresses whatever Mm -hmm. that we all kind of have in common in some way um and then sparks discussion that you know
1: that makes I sense. I mean, like I was in that play, *Rosencrantz yeah. and Guildenstern*, and I found it enjoyable. You as a director, and you, it worked. I think, and though there were like, I'm sure there were technical things that, I mean, I only came in at the end, so I didn't understand, but I thought like the dynamic between you and the cast are p- pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, that's where I feel most at home mm. is is in a cast or in mm-hmm. a group of people who are wanted do a play or a movie or mm-hmm. in just in like drama class or something. That's when, you know, your sort of idiosyncrasies are most celebrated by a group mm-hmm. instead of, um, y- you feel a need to like suppress your personality so you can conform in that environment. No, mm-hmm. like that's the good stuff. That's, that's the stuff that you want to bring out and share <laughs> and that everybody, everybody loves when you bring out cause then they can work off that themselves and, you know
1: Mm -hmm. i found like as a photographer shooting my friends is very difficult because it's so i mean i'm fairly lax when it comes to things like personally but like when i'm working it's different Hmm. maybe it's like a personal sense of feeling uncomfortable but like when i work with with, photography mm -hmm, like directing my friends it's it feels more awkward to me. When I direct a model, it's very like, okay, like I need you to do this. And I'm not like demanding necessarily, but kind it's of business. Yeah. It's it's more like you're here. We're here. We're meeting on the pretense that this is going to happen. You need my direction. I'm going to give it to you. This is what I see. We're going to do it. When it's with my friends, it's kind of like a clash, I guess, between my like somewhat silly
0: because they know um, who you are, they know how you're supposed well, to act. Well, it's 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 different. I think, like, you you need to understand that the level of professionalism that's required, right? Yeah. Um, what in my experience when I've worked with my friends, like even going into Chocolate Mousse with Martin, like we both understand <sighs> mm-hmm. that we're taking this seriously mm-hmm. and that we're working on something that's you know we're putting our blood and heart and everything into so we need to take it seriously and we're both going to behave in a way that isn't you know like yes it's lighthearted, yes we're having fun but it's also for something that
2: it matters it matters Mm -hmm. it's important
0: you know and then that i would say extend that to you like i hire you to do sound for our play and you understand that you're doing something that is is professional yeah it's we're taking this seriously yeah and it can be fun it can be be very fun and it can it can it can it can can, can live within the range of human emotions that exist including anger or hatred or sadness or laughter or funny or you know everything but it's a job Mm -hmm. yeah and it's a fun job that we Mm -hmm. like doing together and we accept no money for it but we understand (laughs) that it's important and it's but it's it's like a job But well, you've no, you got to treat it. You, like have, it have to, right. you have to give up a certain amount in order to get back amount. So, yeah. and I, I would imagine, like if you're if you're hiring your friends to, and you're going to take pictures of them, a you're dealing with someone who's not used to being in front of a camera, who is very self conscious, and someone who's going to deal with that by probably not taking it that seriously.
2: Yeah.
1: Often. Yeah, the idea. You know?
0: oh, no, and it's like, oh, oh, whatever. oh
1: whatever.
0: yeah, whatever. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If if I'm gonna.
1: Oh, this is
2: weird.
0: (laughs) You know, and 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 that's probably somebody who doesn't understand. Can
1: we smoke a joint? Like, yeah,
2: uh, yeah.
0: And it's probably (laughs) it's it's somebody who doesn't understand. Like me myself, I have a hard time getting my picture taken by a photographer. I want to make it silly face. Yeah, that's my instinct. Yeah, because it's weird to do that to a degree. I'm not Mm -hmm. used to it. That's not where I feel at home. Is being. Some people do. Some models are used to that. They're yeah. used to understanding that I am this person who can paint a picture with my mm-hmm. presence in that way. Um, but I understand how if you bring your friends in, it's like, oh, I want to capture some something about them that I appreciate and I want to see, and I can put that up. But I can see how doing that triggers something that is going to work against that, yeah. that you want to see, I guess.
1: It's different. Like When I model... Uh... I mean, thinking about it, too, like, photographically, it's sort of 2D. I mean, like, there's no time involved, so it's, like, an instant. So I know what looks good in a still frame, and that still image of me doesn't necessarily look like me, like you would see me in every day, um, given, like, whatever equipment they're using or how they take the picture. When it's, like, with a friend, I don't think they understand that necessarily. Right how i can see something in them that i can capture with my camera that's not seen normally like in real life yeah yeah and that's what i'm trying to capture but it's like somewhat frustrating because how do you explain to someone that you know very well on a personal <laughs> level that's why hey, i love, that's why like, i love
0: taking pictures of my friends when they're super drunk <laughs> or sleeping or sleeping because they're not paying attention to me yeah, yeah. and yeah that is great
1: Any spam <laughs> 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 it happened again <laughs> guys we're
2: bringing it in uh to 180 babies are we done well not yet but we're we're coming up on 180 which is uh an interesting number
1: oh yeah it's like have a circle oh wow you're
2: right hey i never thought about that
0: we did a full 180 (laughs)
2: three hours
0: if we do six hours then we've done a 360
1: We'd be passed out, I think, by Could the end of Could
2: you imagine a six-hour podcast? I couldn't.
1: Can you imagine listening to a six-hour Well, yes, because Dan yes, Carlin. Yes, Dan
2: Carlin does it. Did you listened, listen
1: to the Roman one? No. It's like 25 hours long.
0: Ari Shafir and Joe great. Rogan recorded a five-hour podcast together. Jesus. I wow. To the whole thing. And? I liked it. Awesome. It was funny.
2: Wait, no, I think I listened to that one, too, but it was recorded in two chunks wasn't it uh, they would like finish the three hours and they're like okay we're just gonna keep going
0: right but they kept talking it was the yeah, same yeah, yeah yeah anyway i don't know God Um damn.
1: the roman one though like the first three episodes was about 11 11 and a half hours and then the last one was like another 11 hours
2: he has one on the romans
1: yeah the fall of the roman republic fuck
2: See, I got to backtrack because I started with Wrath of the Cons and wow. then went on to the next one. I like his
1: Just give ones. me your email. I have them.
2: Okay. Well, oh, we'll I mean, I've got, I'm subscribed to the podcast, so oh, I'll, okay. just, I'll just trace back.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Follow the Roman Republic. Really good. The Cons is really interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. the one I
2: started with and that's the one that got me into it. Really uh, good. I have a question for you, though. Mm. Do you have a smartphone? I do. Do you have a song that you've just been like... Uh, that, that's kind of consuming To bring back
0: uh, if, if you don't have one I water. actually have one
2: oh, yeah?
1: I do but I can't Play it okay. for you
2: Well uh, let's so. give it to the uh, DJ AC
1: AC DJ I DA
0: AC <laughs> um, This so, is a song that uh, Mike played for me the other day That I really like and okay. it's, It sounds like um, That's great Like a prayer By Madonna But it's a different <laughs> It's a different song But it has that feel But it's cool Because it's one of those songs Where like the real melody Of it doesn't really come in Until
2: Ooh. Sort of part way through Yeah uh, Danielle mm. Thank you so much Thank for you For coming on Did you have fun? Did you have fun?
1: Absolutely Did you have fun? <laughs> of course Okay Great. It's wonderful
2: You're looking very relaxed Over there Chillin' Got your head back Feet up
1: Yeah yeah, yeah,
2: this was super fun. I'm really happy it happened. Developers. It's weird. It's weird.
1: Just disappears.
2: Um, I feel like we talked about a lot of good things.
1: Mm.
2: Consumption. <laughs> uh, professionalism. Mm-hmm. Lack of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Aversion to consumption.
1: <laughs> and now for some and, music. Uh,
2: yeah, what do we got here? Oh. <laughs>
0: this is O something Vert play by play.
2: Great. Any final thoughts?
0: Um, I'm looking forward to any collaboration we have. Yes. I'm, I'm totally in 100%. See, hey, I'm in too. I know I haven't been invited um, to collaborate, but
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: I'm in. When it comes to things like this, all, you need everybody you know. To support your, what you're doing. So, Evan, everybody we know, like, just, I don't know, just making shit is fun. Just, you just
1: let's have, make a, something have let's a meeting. Let's make a thing. Let's make who's, a thing. Who's, who's, the, the, who's the actress? Uh, her name's Anna. She is 38. She's a model and she's pretty much the person. Like, I found her in real life.
0: Wait, how yeah. did you meet her?
1: Through a photographer friend of mine who was like, I know someone. Really interesting lady. <laughs> yeah, I can show you some of her work. She's great.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. I like. I've. I have not made enough movies in my acting, quote unquote, career. But um, I'm. I'm in. I, I'm really interested in doing Time, it.
1: Um, so.
2: I'm in. This does not seem like your style.
1: Because Mike shouted to him.
2: <laughs> Just saying, I dig it, but
0: Melody comes in in a second after. Is
2: it's it stops skipping? Put it closer to the mic. Let's, let's get in right here. Oh yeah, low five. Yeah. Low five. Anyway, episode twenty-two, motherfuckers. I'm gonna update this shit real soon. I know I'm talking to people in the past, but I soon. It's gonna happen. <laughs> real soon. Uh, thanks for so listening to the Ejaculation Podcast.
3: <laughs> I love you. I love you it's both. It's gonna be really hard to synchronize. It's so okay. It's
2: night.
0: Oh
3: god. I think
0: it's the internet. Or my 3G. <laughs> L- my LTE. I anyway. do I'm
2: so You to send me that.